The Build to Burn podcast is in no way affiliated with any organization that indulges in burning things, nor is the podcast affiliated with any organization that refers to burning in its name. Burnout Podcast presents... This is a podcast about people who have chosen the path of designing, building, and burning large-scale artwork. The people on this podcast are very aware of the dangerous aspects of their work and take every precaution to protect those who interact with it. Unless otherwise noted, they are by no means professionals. Don't believe anything they say, and don't try this at home. That being said, let's meet some people who build to burn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Build to Burn podcast. Today, I'm here with El Nino, <laughs> and he's going to tell us about his project called Mukuro. Thanks for coming, and why don't you tell us what Mukuro is, was. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for having me, Scott. And uh, Well, Mukuro was a uh, art installation in Burning, at Burning Man 2017. He got the Honoraria Art Grant in um, 2017, and, and we created a 32 feet tall owl uh, made out of reclaimed wood. Um, but the idea was that uh, inside it has steps to go all the way to the head, and the head rotated 360 um, in, the, in this uh, six uh, caskets that we place on this track around the head. Um, and then inside of it was all dedicated to uh, school years or school memorabilia. Um, in this case, the piece itself was dedicated to teachers and educators everywhere. One in particular, my mom, who was a teacher for more than 45 years in Puerto Rico. Now she's retired. So I dedicated this piece to her. So it was an owl. Um, why, why an owl? Um, since I was a kid, you know, um, living with my mom as a teacher, she always had owls, um, a motif um, for the school. Like it, it was an, either an owl with a diploma or an owl with like the, you know, the um, graduation hat. And uh, it always was something that was uh, in my childhood, something that I always saw when I went to even to her classroom as a kid. She, that's how she decorated her her classroom so for some reason you know and also is known as um, a symbol of wisdom right and uh, in this case I thought oh you know what this will be a really great opportunity because because the idea of Mukaro came to me before I even thought about connecting it with my mom Oh. So it was all actually just one thing. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I want to give, I want to give this piece a soul, and it, this whole part came about that. Oh yeah, I can connect it to my mom being teacher and my mom, you know, having all these owls during the right. uh, school years when I was growing up. So you said that it, it wasn't inspired by your mom. So then, what was what was the part before? Where was the first part of it? So. 
I have to rewind a little bit there. Okay. Um, I'm going to back, go back to 2015 where I brought my first art installation called God Framed. Okay. God Framed, I dedicated to my grandma. Um, it had 91 roses uh, for her 91st birthday. And what did it describe the, oh, the piece? God Framed. Yeah, God Framed was a 12 feet tall um, gold frame by 14 feet long by 2 feet wide. And uh, it had ladders on the side and a monkey bar on top. Um, in the, it was brought in 2015, uh, 2015, I applied for several of the grants. I didn't get any of them, but I just was so determined to bring it that I brought it, uh, dedicated it to my grandma, uh, for her 91st birthday. The original one had 90, 90 roses, oh. but I had to wait a whole year. So I had to add one more rose for her 91st. So you're, so you're saying, um, so God framed it was a it was a giant picture frame mm-hmm. that people could stand in and hang in uh, the monkey bars and everything. Um, you had originally tried to take it out a year earlier, mm-hmm. and w- why didn't? And they, they, I didn't make the deadlines on time. I was still learning. Yeah. It was a whole learning that process. That was your first time applying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I found out that I, pa- I had already passed the deadlines. Right. Um, uh, it, what was one of those things that, um, as people might, you know, burners that might be listening, it's one of those ideas, or you're listening to a lot of ideas around the fire, fire pit in your camp, and a lot of those ideas never come to fruition, but this one particular gut frame uh, came all into my thoughts as an ex- I'm exiting. Um, uh, 2014, mm. you know, like I'm in the exodus of 2014 and, and in the car, I'm thinking, okay, I want to bring something, but I want to place it on the playa. Um, and also wanted to get my feet wet because I knew that I had bigger dreams, mm. like in this case, Mucaro, mm. uh, but I didn't know how to work on the playa. It's a very different environment to work on the playa than it is to work anywhere else that, um, um, you know, the grounds of the playa, I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, so rewinding to God Frame in 2015, and then 2015, at the end of 2015, I did apply for Mucaro. Yeah. I applied for Mucaro and uh, I got declined. So uh, I told myself, oh, you know what? I need to... I need to just get to know people more. I need to like go and express myself a little bit more. That way they can connect the piece with who I am. And I decided to return on 2016 with God Frame again. Um, at that moment, at uh, that time when I brought God Frame to the playa, my grandma had passed away. Mm-hmm. So we did um, another big Rose. Oh, by, her, by the way, her name is Rosamelia. Or was Rosamelia? So, so that's so why the roses. That's right. the roses motif. Right. right. Um, which there's a funny joke that I always like to share is like, I told my grandma, hey, grandma, you know, because she was, you know, after I did got framed the first one, um, hey, grandma, I, I made this frame and I dedicated it to you and I put all these roses around it because your name is Rosa and then Rosamelia. And she, without, without hesitating, is like, but my name is Rosamelia. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I made a rose motif and say, yeah, but everybody likes Rosamelia. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's not rose. No, it's not rose. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, great, great, Ma, grandma. All right, abuela. You, 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 you got me. You got me there. I can't do anything with Amelia, but I did something with your rose. Okay. Um, that's awesome. And anyhow, but that's actually my grandma's sense of humor, and I miss her dearly. Um, 
But um, one of the people that took care of my grandma until her, you know, last breath was my mom. Mm. And um, so there was a part of me that even though that I already had thought about Mucaro and I had already applied for Mucaro, and even though that it got declined, I brought it back again, got framed. I got to meet other, you know, people, key people in the art department and explain to them, you know, the project a little bit more. Perhaps I didn't explain myself very well. Also, looking back at the application that I placed in 20, at the end of 2015 compared to the one that I did at the end of 2016, it's a completely different world. Yeah. I, at that time, um, I had matured enough to meet an architect, an mm-hmm. engineer, mm-hmm. a lead builder, right. you know. Yeah. So we, we, I'm, I'm now having conversations with people, key people that uh, at first it was a, it was an idea, and right. but I honestly was kind of like kind of winging it, and and and, and try to to the execution of it. Right. Uh, I knew that that's this is what I wanted to do, but at the same time I didn't know how to do it. But I told myself I'm just going to learn as I go. Totally. And in retrospect, you can see like they smelled that. Oh yeah, and they were like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I even if, you know I requested some feedback and I, I took it very hard because I was like, okay, you know what? Now um, I'm going to like uh, uh, the feedback. I I need to make it accountable to what I'm going to plan for the next one. Mm-hmm. And I I totally you know um, modified it. Mm-hmm. And the one one of the one of the feedback that they put on the notes is that we don't think that he can pull it off. Right. 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 And that to me was fire under my <laughs> ass. Then say, oh, all right, I'm going to do it now. Right. So there's I, a motivator. Yeah, yeah. There's this, you know, like I, one of those things that I am is that I, I, when you tell me, no, you can't do it, I'm going to do it again right. or figure out another way. Right. So with that said, um, Godframe basically was uh, the catalyst for me to experiment, experience the playa. And then realizing if I wanted to do something bigger. So, so just like curiosity, what? Um, how many times had you been to Burning Man when you did Got Framed? Oh yeah, good question. Um, I started in 2011. Okay. So 2011, and by the time that I actually created or came out with the idea of Got Framed was 2014. Okay. 2014. So this is like your, that was your third, mm-hmm. your third burn you My brought. Show. A fairly substantial. That's when the idea. Oh, that's came when the about. idea came. So in 2015 you, was it. when I was able to execute it. Oh right, okay, cool. Yeah. So I was able to execute 2015, brought it back in 2016, and then at the end of 2016, I reapplied mm-hmm. for Mucaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had many new key elements mm-hmm. or key people in our team, and um, and then we got, we applied, we got, went through the second round, and the second round, I, I knew that I needed some engineering, and I knew mm-hmm. I needed more, uh, something a little bit more substantial, because I already had applied, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I met you, and right. that's when I met, you know, our architect, Ilanit, and our uh, engineer, Caleb, and, and all these people that were, like, amazing how it just all came back together. And I'm here thinking that I'm going to have to spend all this money in, um, in just the first application or the first um, 
part of the process and then what I realized is that I, why didn't I ever went back to the community and ask for help mm -hmm. and see what mm -hmm. the community can actually mm -hmm. uh, supply and that's what happened you know at that point we were able to save that money that we collected um, on an early fundraiser short, small fundraiser but we were able to save that money to then pass it on to the big fundraiser mm -hmm. later on to be able to bring Mucaro because then on 2017 we get the honorary art grant. Right. And, um, and I think that's an, an important mm -hmm. note is this idea of, um, of reaching out to the community. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, Something that I've, I've thought is a real strength of yours is your ability to inspire the people who are around you, not only the people who are on your team, but the community in general that uh, you bring around you. So it's interesting to even think that you went through this moment where you hadn't thought of reaching out to the community. Because I think it's a real strength of yours is, you know, community involvement. And that's something that Burning Man really focuses on is trying to um, uh, promote, you know, that community involvement in the artwork. That an artwork isn't just a singular person walking out with a thing and dropping it on the ground. That there is a whole community of people around it. Completely agree with you. I mean, it it, it also for me it was still very new. Mm -hmm. Even even though that I did, I, I had done got, got framed. I didn't get the full experience of having a community. Mm -hmm. It was it was seven at the most eight of us. Mm -hmm. um, in in not that it was. A, I don't want to call it like a simple idea, but it was a more, much simpler idea than Mucaro. Um, but what I always got, the best feedback that I always got from Artie was just the execution of it. Right. How, how was executed um, was the best thing that, you know, they, they, they complimented a lot, a lot that it's like, you know what, it was such a simple idea, but the way that you executed it was what got it to the place that it is. Um, and, um, and at that time, you know, I knew that I wanted to bring Mucaro. So that's when I created the Instagram account mm -hmm. so that way I can use it as a promotional thing. Mm -hmm. Because back then they didn't have those Instagram accounts for, for our installations. Yeah, yeah. Individual pieces. I, and not, yeah. and not to like to right. my own horn. Right. But I remember that I think I was one of the first people that started creating that, not mixing it with my personal. Right. Um, live because I really wanted for if anybody wanted to go see it, I didn't want them to scroll down to like all your dog. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted to list. This is the product. This right. is this is what we created and this is what we executed and this is how people received it. Right. Um, but that's pretty common now. Yes. Often, oh, yeah, yeah, you see those. those oh, sorts yeah, of absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm very, I think that I was one of the pioneers. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I wanted to my own heart. Totally. But uh, this is in 2015, 2016, 2017. Um, so we go through the whole process of applying, uh, getting through the first uh, part of it. Then, then we go through the second part of it and then we get the grant. We mm -hmm. get the grant and um, I remember that uh, we had this like gathering where, where we had our key people, uh, project manager, lead builder, second lead builder, uh, camp lead and people like that. And, 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 and I actually gathered them to give them the big news. But at all this, I didn't was telling them yes or no. I haven't heard and I surprised everybody it was like this 
little piece of paper with like the owls in it and said, we're going home. <laughs> and everyone's awesome. like, oh my God, so we got it. So yeah, and then and work started and uh, we started, it started to evolving and modifying however it was supposed to. Because at all this, even the head, the way that I had um, designed it in my head, I knew it wasn't going to work because um, it, I, the first first design was almost like a merry-go-round mm -hmm. where the floor moved. Right. But then I was like, okay, but what if like somebody decides to poke their head? <laughs> there's got to be a hole in the merry-go-round yeah. and a hole in the floor. It's like, uh, uh, okay, no, that does work. not want to work. And I think, you know, like, you know, like, a, and that's what you, it's so important to have a really great team mm -hmm. of people that have, they have uh, ideas that they threw them and see what, okay, so I know that you don't want to, because they knew that that was actually one thing that I did not want to let go. I didn't want it to modify it or say, okay, you know what? We can't do the head mm -hmm. rotate. No, mm -hmm. the, head, the, the head needed to rotate. Mm -hmm. So then we started talking to Caleb and, you know, our engineer and architect. And, and we figured out, oh, what if the walls are the ones that mm -hmm. move and not the floor? Mm -hmm. And I, everything just started like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. and, and because of that, then the actual body of the of the owl started also evolving, and the way that we were going to do the steps, mm -hmm. uh, because the steps were actually um, an, an essential structural. part of the structure. Structural, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't just steps anymore; yeah. it was actually part of the structure of how we keeping this piece together. Mm -hmm. um, and everything, is, there, that's the amazing part the, about also the, the, how the design evolved is that then we started figuring out how to utilize everything that we were designing. Right. Like it wasn't just like that, that piece of there, it, it, no, it, it was decorative, it, right? It was it, all it, it was all structural. Exactly. Yeah, like the wings are a great example. Exactly. Um, I, I have a huge, um, issue with uh, guy wires. Mm -hmm. I, I refuse to use guy wires. I think they're ugly and I think that they're dangerous and I just hate everything about them. And we worked really hard and there was a point where, you know, there was all this talk of it's going to have to have guy wires. And it, then we came up with that concept of using the wings. Yes. And so the wings became <laughs> instead of the guy wires. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they were decorative. But they were structural. They were, they were used, essential. They were essential. something that yeah. you know, like we 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 you know, even going back to even the the generator. Oh, right. We didn't want to have an eyesore thirty feet yeah. from from the piece right. that we had to then take care of that too right. because you have to light it. Uh, we we incorporated. Um, somehow, some way in the design, where can we put the generator that it protected and at the same time out of people's hands and all that? And that's when we came out with the idea of to create a compartment on the on the tail. Yeah. And the tail hid the generator, he hid the switches and and everything else. No one knew that there was a generator there. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you know, and and, and it was sound in yeah. a way, kind of proof because yeah. it was far enough. And all we have to go every day to take care of is just to turn on the generator yeah. and let it run until it ran out of gas and we'll just fill it up the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So how, how much of this team do you carry over from Got Framed to Mukuro? Um, 
So, the, or the, even better, how many people do you think were on the Mukuro team, and then how many of them had come from Got Framed? Most of the, everybody actually came from Got Framed. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the seven, you said there were like seven, seven, or eight. seven. I think that we uh, we might have lost two people. Mm-hmm. But, just you in, know, but yeah, but it wasn't just, not yeah. yeah, not not purposely. It was yeah. just it wasn't working for their schedule. Or, yeah. It was. It, 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 there was not really a position that they felt that they were inclined to be part of. They right. also had their own lives, you know. <laughs> what people? <laughs> so um, yeah, and, uh, but there was nothing, no, no hard feeling. Right. It was just a way that kind of I I proposed it to everybody because, especially you know, as you know, it's all volunteer base, and and one of the things that I always been been very careful and very respectful is that I appreciate your time um, this is what we're doing next you don't have to be part of it if you don't want to right. but I would love to bring you back because you did this much work for this piece so why not be continue yeah, jump on getting to know each other a little bit more perhaps getting to know how our work style and that's something else that started happening within me I started learning about my personal work style and the people that I want to have in my team mm-hmm. and how I want the people on my team to understand the project and and to feel that um, I'm not, you know, to understand the project and also see it from beginning, middle and end, understanding that now at this point, it's not my piece, it's our piece, but it's my name that is going to go out mm-hmm. there. So you better make sure that you are part of this aspect of, of making sure that it's happening. Yeah. And don't drop the ball. And, you know, there's, there's mistakes. That, that's bound to happen. Right. But if we all just continue aiming towards that, I think that the collective um, mindset, mm-hmm. it was actually what brought us to the success of Mukaro mm-hmm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, middle, and end. So any... Um any any big hiccups that you remember? Anything like in the design that like it, that didn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out? So, the, okay, are you talking the one that we did when we were working in it in Los Angeles, or the one that we brought oh, to the right? playa? So I think we're probably still in Los Angeles. Okay, okay so, so that's a, that's an important thing, right? Yes. Is that yes. um, we do all of this design work and build work. In Los Angeles, yep. where we're actually sitting right now yes. at my studio, <laughs> and um, that's not where it ends. Mm-hmm. You know that there's so much of it after that. But um, so, I mean, the design phase—you find uh, Caleb, you find Illinit, and you you found me. Like none of us had anything to do with Got Framed. No, no. And so now you've got this core team. You know that we now design together. I mean, it's a. It's, it takes a team mm-hmm. to design something like this because you can come up with something that's beautiful and elegant, but it might not be structural. And you can come up with something that's structural that isn't beautiful and elegant. And so it's really about Absolutely. navigating all of that. Absolutely. One thing that I, I mean, I will always go back to God frame. And, and the reason why I do that is because w- it, it was small enough that I can manage it mm. to be my first piece. But once I got had that one good piece that everybody loved and everybody enjoyed, now you have all this credibility that people see that, oh, no, this guy brought this installation two years in a row. And for those 
you know, burners that are listening that you remember 2015, 2015 was, you know, we were building in the middle of a dust storm after dust storm after dust storm. And it was not, it was not stopping uh, to the point that it, it was not even dust hitting you anymore. It was, it felt like it was actually pieces of stone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we had to like go in shelter inside the truck because you get tired of being hit so much your body just constantly right. hit by the little tiny uh, plier rods. Right. Uh, it's not just dust anymore. It's actually a little bit heavier than that. Um, so that, uh, what I'm trying to say is like, so you having that kind of like uh, part of your resume, yeah. then, you know, I have met Caleb, our engineer on the playa, as he was working in another project. Uh, we got I got contacted by um, Twin Elite through another friend that helped me with Gottframe, who was our electrician, mm-hmm. Steve Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, and through that whole process, we, we continue meeting, you know, all these wonderful people, Melody, who mm-hmm. helped a mm-hmm. lot on the, on the uh, art, architect aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had Tommy as our project manager, who was fantastic in... And, uh, and then we have, a, you know, like a project coordinator was Alex and, and Sage. We call her Sage. Um, and uh, so, you know, everything starts coming together. All these I, roles. All these because roles. Because that's the key is, is having people who can fill all of these different roles. And yeah. are enthusiastic and have some knowledge. And I think that actually I will definitely put a lot of success to our project because we double up too. We double up on these important roles. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just you know, like you were the lead builder, but then we had Evan as our yep. second lead builder, yep. and then we had uh, um, you know Il Need, and then we have Melody, right. and we had Sage, and then we had Nina. Yeah. So so we start doubling up on all these positions, so that way one person wasn't too overwhelmed. Uh, especially, great. especially because we're all doing this for the first time ever. Right. Yeah. Like no one has built a thirty-two feet tall <laughs> and no. decide to burn it. No. 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 <laughs> so we're we're learning as we go. Um, and but the process here in Los Angeles was great. Um, and for those that are listening, we never even finished. We we tested the head and we tested the body, but we never finished it here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So the the end product actually was brought to the playa. So we we just wanted to make sure that it was strong enough that um, it was capable to hold people inside to be safe uh, and make sure that the head rotated. Yeah. Yeah, but the the outer skin, which is the part that really turns it into an owl, was we'd done some sections of it. We had tried it out in a couple of sections, but never certainly. I mean, I would say maybe ten percent. Yeah, of the whole thing. We're just okay. So this is how it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do it like this. (laughs) This is how we're gonna try it. And we'll bring enough wood. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Do we have? Then then we would count the how many times that took. Okay, let's go back. And we actually came back with you know we never even used all the ones that we brought to the playa, which was good. Yes, better to have leftovers. Uh Yeah, sure. So, um, okay, so. Uh, built in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and then um, so let's let's take a moment before we actually get to the playa and talk about uh, um, like logistics, okay? Right, because that's a um, that's a really tricky part of this that is kind of invisible. Um, things I remember: Tommy 
was in charge of trucks. Mm-hmm. And so I remember we plotted out the size of every component mm-hmm. and we kind of did a little Tetris on paper to see that we could fit all of it into the trucks. And that, that, you know, now that you, now you start bringing, reminding me some hurdles. <laughs> right. right. It's, it's funny because you want to remember all these beautiful, wonderful things, but it's like, no, this is really hard. Yeah. Well, because why we, how we designed Mukaro was that we were going to have it on these sections and these sections were very modular. Um, so we were going to have all these feathers already built and then we That's were going right. to break down the owl on those feathers and we were going to stack them up. But what happened was we already had we already knew that we needed two trucks to bring uh, the owl to to Burning Man, and now space started getting really really tight to the point that then the, I remember we built some of the walls with feathers and we we actually took them down right. and to to make room in the truck. Um, right, because we were going to try and prefab. A lot of mm-hmm. the exterior, mm-hmm. and then we realized no, no we're just going to take raw materials and we're just going to build it out there because the, the 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 shape of it was too odd inside the truck that there's not really a really nice way to stock them. So we were wasting or uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of dead space, a dead space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we had to like you know do a, an executive decision and said you know what, well, let's just make sure that um, we take. We, we we put a team to do this as soon as we get to the playa and we cre- start creating those modular versions of each part of the body mm-hmm. um, because it had uh, six uh, areas right. put, uh, all around. And I think and four, four levels. Up. So mm-hmm. it was 24 mm-hmm. modules of feathers. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then um, yeah. Well, let's just get to the playa. I'll, okay. I'll get to the so part, like, so let's, let's to, get like, to the playa. Mm-hmm. So um, I think. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I think you, as a, the leader of the team, you take a lot of attention to make sure that the team is well cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, that came through in um, having a, a camp lead that was, you know, that, were, that was taking care of the camp for the builders, which I think is really important. I tell a lot of first-time artists to dedicate a team to build the camp yes. that isn't the team that's building the artwork. Yes. And, um, that, you know, that, that helps so much and helps, uh, people feel taken care of. Um, one of the other things that, uh, you did is the, um, initial team, the, the, uh, first team that was, um, hitting the playa, we, uh, all stopped and, uh, in a hotel mm-hmm. beforehand, yes. So we got a good night's sleep on the road, so we weren't doing a power through the whole thing and showing up. Correct. And so that was just nice that we got um, we weren't getting overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the the drive in, which I think is important. Well, to any artist that is actually thinking about creating some art to bring to the playa, especially coming from anywhere, you can be from San Francisco, and can be from from Los Angeles. It's like it's very important to to make sure that your your team is well taken care of because that's how they're going to perform. Mm-hmm. You know, if you exhaust your team, now decisions that uh, that you wanted to make sure that were important decisions, they're starting to deteriorate or not. Mm-hmm. We're starting to make decisions that are not good. 
Um, and that's going to happen anyway exactly. out there. Like you're going to, oh, yeah. by the time the build's over, you're going to be exhausted. So you're going to be making questionable decisions. Correct. You don't want to start exactly. in that place. Exactly. It's yeah. like, you know, one of the things that I did um, prior to, for us leaving as part of the budget, uh, I created a a pocket for in the budget that it was to take care of the camp and take care of the group and take care of like our food, uh, make sure that everybody was taken care of and felt taken care of. Because when you have a team that is feeling they are being taken care of, they actually work the extra mile for yeah. you. Yeah, they do. They, it's like as long as you're very respectful and understand their needs and try to meet them mm-hmm. in a way halfway. Uh, I mean, most of them have been to the playa before, so they know what to what they're getting into. They're yeah. getting into, but at the same time, no one has done it for two weeks, and and it's a very it's different tricky. than when you arrive on a Thursday before the prior to the event. But yeah. when you arrive on Sunday prior to the event, you have a whole week where it's basically concentrated on work. Yeah, and and. And you have that goal that you have to be done Sunday sundown. You, that's our goal, and we gotta, and 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 we go through the whole process of of um, okay, did we do we reach our our goal today? Because right. can we yeah. go home? Right. right, Can we go home? Can we go to camp? Can we go to camp? Yeah, exactly. Can I eat? Can I what? I, can I sleep? Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you get to the playa. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think one of the um, important parts of the playa arrival is, you know, like the first thing that happens, like the artery. go to the artery yeah, check and, in. and how, what, what happens? What's your recollection? What, what happens when you show up at the artery? So from gate, basically a gate, we, we drove directly to artery we didn't even go to our campground. Um, I, I personally wanted to make sure we, we had a plan. We had, you know, we were arriving on Sunday. Um, we were going to go check out. We were going to um, check in with Artery, right? And let them know that we're there. We're going to go to a placement, uh, check out placement. Let's now see the commute from placement to camp. Right. You know, like, let, how, is that how, far is to, that? how is that going to be? Mm-hmm. So that way now you have in, in, in your mind... Um, what? How much time mm-hmm. would this be? This commute, especially when you have um, our first team that arrived to the playa. We were fourteen, but we were going to du- you know duplicate and multiply through the week. Yeah. So we got to make sure that then now this information is passed on to the next people that are arriving and the next wave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that. Uh, strategically because I really felt that this uh, first team um, first team was going to arrive and we were all going to be together and we we're going to be all amp but by day two day three we might need some sort of new energy oh yeah so that's then I, I got the second wave to arrive and then the second wave is all fresh and happy and and then they bring that energy into mm-hmm. the team and now the team is all contagious and everybody's just really happy and then we had to we pay, I think it was then after that it was like few people the next day few people the following day and then few people the last day mm-hmm. um, that we build on on the playa but I, I, I wanted to do it that way. Right. I didn't want for everybody to show up at the same time. Right. I, I thought that it, that would be um, too much or too overwhelming for everybody. And then everybody was going to be too tired at the same time. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. So you need fresh. Oh, yeah. You need fresh energy. Right. To get you through the rest. I think um, one of the things that uh, I always think of with the arrival is um, I like to do a map of the build site and then where as the trucks are going to unload because you're going to go out and you get placement mm-hmm. so they're going to give you your floofy yeah. and you're, you're going to say here it is and you're going to decide which direction it's going to face that's always an exciting moment in it well you know like if I remember that we you know like I was a little too close to the man like mm-hmm. if we, if I placed it here I was like oh but if I just place it just a little bit to the left I'm in the middle in between the man and the temple right so I really wanted like ah so I actually was able to talk to Artery and they let me move that a little bit yeah which you know I'm very grateful for them being so open to the possibility uh, not not too much but at the same time just wanted that perfect location um, of it and I remembered that uh, originally on I always visualized it for some reason in Deep Playa mm. originally I right. always visualized it that that and did you requested that I requested Deep Playa you did yes and already said I think that we want you on Playa right closer closer, closer to the city closer to the city yeah and at first I was like don't tell me what to do <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized as you, you know as you continue going it's like you gotta let let the project breathe yeah. and, and let it be organic become and become what it's going to become what is yeah, yeah. exactly um uh, going back to that first day then we we arrived we arrived and you know it's even though that we were driving from Reno um, you're still very amped and you have to deal with going through the gate and then doing all with Ari and then going to camp so there is there is a lot of things happening and everybody everybody wants to put their tent up or their yurt mm-hmm. or their shift pod or whatever mm-hmm. and everybody wants to make sure before sundown comes that you have a place where you're going to crash for right. tonight right. Uh, because we knew that we were starting super early the next day yeah. um, so with that said I remember that so we went to the we went to the site and I came to I came to an understanding and said okay this is going to be it uh, we went back to camp, and all of all of, of our team uh, stay in camp. And I remember telling you know Evan, I say I'm gonna I'll be right back. And I went on my bike, and I went again to placement, and just by myself. And I remember saying, okay, this is gonna be like I I, I don't know I I wanted to have this spiritual moment right. where I connected where we were going to build with the location with the location and yeah. be happy with it yeah you yeah. know to make sure that I'm I'm now letting this whole visualization that this was gonna be in the playa yeah. and and it was gonna be all alone yeah. over yeah. there yeah. and it's gonna like oh people yeah. are gonna encounter it yeah. I just was letting that idea go. Let go of it, right? Um, but you know, as as an artist, I, I'll admit it's like it was one of those things that oh, but I had this thought that this was going to be, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I came to peace with it, and I came back to camp. We had family dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all talked. We all chatted. Okay, everybody, let's go to bed because we're getting up early. Um, we knew the days were hot. So we we had a strategy to work early early morning, 
take a break during the really the heat, the heat mm-hmm. um, their strong hours though where no one's used to fall yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like for all those that are listening please don't push yourself through those hours it's not worth it it's it's you're dead your your brain is dead yeah. it's not making any good decisions and you're in the heat and miserable and making everybody else miserable with you and not not yeah. worth it so we will take our break for like our lunch break and then we'll come back in the late afternoon and and be able to work through the night yeah or early into the evening into the evening right mm-hmm. yeah into the evening get some work lights yeah we got some work lights um that year um if you remember well um we also were one of the first art installations that arrived on the playa mm-hmm. um every art installation for some reason was like two or three days late yeah we were the only ones there we were only well, the, the, the reason why every other art piece was two or three days late is because it's burning now mm-hmm. but uh yeah but yes. we were on time we were on time yeah and that was an actually to go back that was another thing that i i i wanted to make sure that i communicated to the to our team is that i i wanted to i wanted to rock burning men's right Right. You want to show them that you had done so well with Gottframe yes. and you'd felt like you'd really um, re- done a great job on the installation and everything. Even through the, co- the communication that we had prior to go onto the playa, through FAST, mm-hmm. uh, through, you know, our, our awesome project manager, Bernie Membrody. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, our communication, every time that she, I, I even will have a prior uh, meeting with the people that were going to be on the call and said for every and an- for every question that they have you better have an answer right because we, we we're going to be that much ahead right like we we have to be right i i want them that they have no doubts that we're going to rock their socks right. that's all going to be great and, and it's going to be great yeah yeah uh, and and sure enough i mean you know when you when you have a team of bunch of overachievers right. you, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. everybody wants to you know in, in a good way yeah um but everybody wanted to impress each other yeah of course everybody you know especially doing something new yeah to them. yeah you know nothing not, you know they have done the burn many many times before completely different and, right and here I am giving them a, uh, do you want to do something even more different? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, with that said, so we go back to, um, we split. Mm-hmm. Um, then first day that we were finally building, we split. P- half of the team stays in the camp to build camp. Mm-hmm. And half of the team goes to start uh, putting our foundation. Right. And getting our equipment. Which so you've got to do your decomposed granite. Correct. got to do the earth anchors. If I recall correctly, that year, um, since we were the only ones there, we actually, didn't we have cell service? Is that the year we had, some, did you ride your bike around that year? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. what was it? We had the, uh, uh, you mean the passes or? No, we actually, when we needed like a forklift, didn't, weren't we able to call our... We had, well, you had to go in the morning and let them know that we needed them on the piece. Right. And they will come. But they, yeah, didn't we, was it that year or was it the next year? that Didn't we, didn't we have cell service where we could actually contact our, our ASP representative and we actually texted him at some point? I mean, I did that and I'm so grateful you, that but we... But it's 
mind-boggling yeah totally i know it's such a especially because you think that you're at the burn and no one is going to be answering exactly (laughs) and like it would be like oh well we're gonna need a forklift it's like okay well we'll call Mm -hmm. and it's like we're gonna use our phones to call and it was reliable up until the event started you could just depend on we're gonna have cell service and we can call people and we solved a lot of problems i'm so happy well you know and and i hope that that doesn't stop because it's so important especially as you're receiving a team mm-hmm. on the playa, mm. you need to have that kind of connection because you don't do... Otherwise, uh, event week is a different story. And I'm with you, like, you know what? I put my cell phone away, yeah, I course. put it in a baggie, yeah. I turn it off. Yeah. It, it doesn't even exist anymore for me. Right. Um, I might use it for taking photos, but that's it. Right. But the to have that kind of communication it was so important so important even like even our walkies from going from from the piece to the camp yeah and the one walkie that we had yeah. it was so important yeah to, for us to communicate that way because otherwise even though that we were think you know very grateful that of our placement for our support that year um we still it was a ride yeah. it was not that close yeah exactly it, it, yeah it was not deep playa but it was but it was not still that not close, close. Yeah, you still didn't <laughs> want to do it all the time yeah, yeah. Yes. especially if you forget something and uh. you know the stupidest stuff just one wrench yeah. it's like okay well and um at the time that was um uh, Progress was the only one who had an electric bike he was the first one who I ever yes. saw with an electric bike and he was yes. on that team and I saw that electric bike, and th- I said, that will change how I work on the playa. Because <laughs> yes. it's just like you jump on that, and you're back in camp, and you're not tired. You grab the thing you forgot, mm-hmm. you jump back on, and zoom, and you're back at the build site in like two minutes. Like, that's, that's changed the whole yeah. process is that you can actually get places where you need to get during build week. Back and forth, yeah. for sure. But at that time, he wasn't even, he wasn't even there yet. But um, so, um, so building. Mm-hmm. So building, um, <laughs> you know, you've got the normal stuff of decomposed granite and earth anchors, uh, heavy equipment. Um, I remember, uh, you know, it was exciting working, collaborating with uh, like heavy equipment. Oh, yes. You know, it's really funny. I think oh, Cuervo? Cuervo. Cuervo. Yes. Cuervo. <laughs> so I remember that... Uh, uh, so Cuervo runs heat. Okay. So I remember Cuervo, you know, he came several times through our... Our, our build. Build. And by at one point, he's joking and saying, just so you know, we're going to be naming this piece something else by the end of, you know, by the end of the week right, kind of thing. Right. And, uh, and I'm so pleased and so happy because I think that he was expecting us to be like a pain in the ass kind right. of situation. Right. And when we were not a pain in the ass, I remember he came at the end of the week and said, you know what? You guys were one of the most pleasant people to come and, and visit and be around with and yeah. and that's actually very important to to anyone that is building art on the playa you know I, it is very challenging and it's very difficult as we know and especially if there's a dust storm or anything like that but you got to keep your cool especially with those people that are the, the 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 people that are in the part of the infrastructure of of creating and helping 
the ass department, the fast department, um, the equipment, the equipment, the heat department. They do dangerous. They're doing very dangerous work and they're doing it at Burning Man. So it's really, really challenging. Well, you you get tested also your patients, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and when they arrive, they're going to arrive, but giving them attitude, it doesn't get you anywhere. And and I'm really glad that, uh, you know, in this case, as I'm talking about the Cuervo experience, I, I'm really happy that his experience with Mucaro, mm-hmm. because it, he joked around because he was having a hard time saying Mucaro. Right. Uh-huh. So, so we're going to have to give it another name. So, like on the radio, yes. they would have to call in. They'd be like, yeah. we need a forklift at Which, by the way, Mucaro is the name of the owl that lives in Puerto Rico. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. Right. Well, so you were talking about, was that the inspiration at the very beginning? Is that you wanted to, because you knew it was going to be an owl named Mucaro from the beginning? No. 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 So we never actually finalized that. No, but that's true. Uh, I wanted to connect with Puerto Rico somehow. Right. I really um, got frame. I became the first Puerto Rican to ever bring art or, or, you know, any kind of art installation to the playa. So on my second art installation, I really wanted for to bring the Puerto Rico uh, background uh, full force, like to, to let them know that, you know, people from Puerto Rico can actually also do this kind of mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. and also inspire people in mm-hmm. my island. Um, where I was born and raised to let them know that, yay, if I did it, you can do it too, right. um, kind of thing. So that's where I, at first was just the owl, and then I connected all the dots and said, oh, why do I don't name it the owl that lives in Puerto Rico, which is the only, the mucar only lives in Puerto Rico. Right. So I wanted to make it very connected to the island. Right. Um, and even though that it was a little bit hard for people to to pronounce to it, pronounce it yeah. they end up doing it. Yeah. You know, and with yeah. time, everybody started like actually saying it. And I'm very happy that, that uh, I mean, they might spell it wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> well, we, you know, I feel like then it's educational. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. so now I know, you know, the mascot of Puerto Rico is Mucro. Like, I know all this. I know what he looks like or she or it. Well, there's an, there's an accent on the U. Mm. I even taught the people are artery how to make put the accent on the U. So when they type it, well, so when the they type thing, it, if with, I remember correctly, it was all caps. Yes, it was all caps with mm-hmm. the accent mark on the, on U, the U, and you were very specific about that. that. So it's like whenever I type it, yes, you got to make yeah. sure that the accent is on the U. Yeah. Yeah. And I taught them yeah. about how to do it. Right, and they were actually very grateful. So I say only, and then I t- I will write. I said, well, do you see. The owl is just educating you a little bit more. It was all education. <laughs> it was all about education. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. So the build. Um, what what were uh, what were some of the challenges uh, during the build? Some of the challenges I will say is, well, it, as as your crew, crew is growing, now there's more people that coming to you f- with a lot of questions mm. you know like a director on a film set yes. yeah yeah there's just, just a lot questions. of constant questions yep. that you yep. have to and, and you want to give them the respect to answer them properly mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't know the answer but at the same time i don't want not not to fake it or anything like that but say like, oh that's a good answer i need to figure this out yeah and that takes you away yeah from where you were going in a way and you oh, know yeah. how easy see that oh yeah it is uh, at the burn that it's like you 
Oh, I came back to camp to grab that one thing. Yeah, now I'm here for but, 45 minutes. Wait, yeah. what was that one thing yeah. that I came here yeah. for? Yes. Yeah. So um, as that continue happening, what I'm realizing is that, oh, now there's just a lot of people asking questions and I'm trying to be very respectful and answering the best way I can. But it got to a point that I started sending them to other people right. to go, hey, yeah. you know what, go talk to her. That's really a question yeah. for this person. The, the, yeah. yeah, the le our leads. The leads. You know, yeah, that's lead you have people the leads. like so just to send them to, the, to try to do that. Yeah. Um, um, because, you know, at times we only had so many screwdrivers or so many... It's so funny that, because the, the thought that was going through my head while you were saying all that is um, like equipment management mm -hmm. and how challenging that is, like uh, a, a screw gun or yeah. a drill. And, you know, you know, you've brought five of them and that build site is really complex. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many nooks and crannies, you know, just, you know, up those stairs, wherever, and then just people putting it down in the back of the truck or putting it on this table over here, or they went to get some water and they put it down, and now you've lost all five screw guns. And that's one thing that I will definitely, I will add that lead on mm -hmm. my next project mm -hmm. is to have a tool uh, management management aspect right. to it, yeah. Um, because in in that in also that you you basically check in for to get a tool and mm -hmm. you check out to get a tool. Yeah. So there is there is a process where you yep. feel responsible. Yeah. Um, for that tool yeah. and that tool needs to come back at the end of the day yeah. and when it, when it runs out of battery it needs to be charged and yeah. again. It, where electricity is not it's not everywhere you yeah. know it's not everywhere yeah. so you have to make sure that everything is charged next day yeah somebody's uh, keeping track of that exactly yeah. no that's a that's really tricky mm -hmm. it gets really tricky um i mean overall it was it was well taken care of but then as more people are showing up then i really don't have that many jobs for that many people mm. because this is how many tools we have mm -hmm. right yeah so we gotta like make sure that everybody maybe teaming up or working mm -hmm. together but i needed that many people also for perimeter oh you know, yeah just yeah. i know that i'm getting a little bit too right. ahead right but you gotta you gotta have this people you have to be thinking about that yeah and you, per perimeter is um that you know that's come up several times that came up as um with a uh, joy cat that they didn't think they were going to have enough people there for perimeter and they were questioning whether they were going to get to burn or not wow you know and it's like oh that's it's an you're right and it's so that's an important thing it's so it's, i think it's great to talk about it you Prior. know not out of order because yes. it's something that has to be thought of absolutely from the very beginning absolutely. you need to start cultivating that not to brag but we end up with 99 people mm -hmm. we had 100 people in our perimeter a lot of them volunteers are we recruited on the playa yeah. that wanted to help us, but also we had our 42, uh, well, campmates. Well, well it, 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 we have to minus the some of oh, the leads. Yes. So yeah, we yeah. were 42 total, so right. we got to minus the people that were not. You don't count in that. You don't yeah, count. I don't count in that. Yeah, Evan, Evan doesn't count in that. Yeah, exactly. You know, Ilani. Uh, our fire extinguisher exactly. operators. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you see, like, you started, like, minusing. So that number that you even bringing 
to the playa to help us perimeter. There's you like think, six or eight that yeah. are just funk, yep. that is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Straight from the beginning. There's, yeah. And then you have to like go and recruit more. Right. Right. Um, okay. So, um, so uh, during the build, one of the things that sticks out in my mind when you talked about Cuervo is we got the um, the main structure up before we started putting feathers on, mm-hmm. but just the main structure, mm-hmm. which um, was composed of the um, lodge poles. Mm-hmm. So those are basically like Six telephone. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are basically like telephone poles, but they're um, not uh, fire treated and they're not tapered. Correct. So we got these lodge poles, and then the stairs and all of the the cross bracing and all the interconnects, which were all like. 2x12s and 2x6s. So we built that. And that structure itself, just on its own, I thought was uh, really elegant. Mm-hmm. And just it was a, um, you know, it was it was really strong and it looked really strong. And I remember um, that we got comments from either somebody in Ass or Heat that said, that's beautiful. Yeah. Just as it is. Oh, it wasn't an owl. It was just a set of stairs. <laughs> it was like a column. But that was such an elegant structure to begin with. Absolutely. I thought that was really great. It, I remember one of the uh, most sweet comments was like, you guys knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Like, like I remember, even, and we haven't even put the shell. Exactly. It was just, it was just the stairs. <laughs> like, that's like, that's just, amazing. That's amazing. Like, wait, we haven't, we, this is just the inside. <laughs> it's right. It's just the skeleton. It's not a an owl yet. Yeah. Like, it's still got to turn into an owl, right? That's the whole point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was great. And, I, um, and uh, I mean, I remember for myself, um, you know, uh, Evan uh, took charge of the head, mm-hmm. which was a, that, that's a really exciting part of the process. Absolutely. I remember the photographs of that, and I remember that day of... Um, you know, Cuervo coming out and saying, we're going to need a crane. We're going to need to pick this because we're going to try and do it with a forklift. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, that's the wrong thing to do. And he got us this amazing crane yeah. and he picked up the head and Evan had to get up in there, which he had done here. Mm-hmm. He had done in L.A. and he had to get the, the bolts set and get the head landed on it. And I think that that to me is the, you know, the if there's a single, you know, moment during the construction process that everybody's watching everybody's oh standing there. and nobody can do anything because no. there's the crane operator and like evan and like two or three other people up inside the head you can't even see them because they're in the head and you're just waiting for this like thing to thunk <laughs> and like somebody go it's on and that was just a beautiful moment besides that i remember us all it was a moment of silence mm. like no one was talking i remember we had music because we had our yeah, music yeah, we, we had our playing. music uh breaks or yeah. dance Breaks. Yeah, we'd always we'll, do dance breaks. We will have, we'll, we'll have like a dance, and that way we can get loose again yeah. and have fun with each other. Um, uh, and I remember that that moment, I have my hands because I seen the video several times. I have my hands together like I'm praying, <sighs> and and everybody's just so quiet as if we're watching the head go up. But to rewind a little bit about the head, which I think is very important for anybody that wants to create art is to also be aware of when things are not really working, maybe take a break from mm, it. Right. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is because we have built the, the head here in Los Angeles um, and, and it worked and it, it fit and all the screws went in and everything was, oh yeah. And I had already kind of started working how I was going to do the feathers around the eyes and how the eyes were going to fit into 
into the sockets, you know, like, and, and all that. We, we work all those logistics here. Right. Once we get to the playa, um, Evan, uh, my fiance, is in charge of, of putting the head together and he starts working on it. And I remember him getting so frustrated because the screws were not going. I in. remember, right. In, yeah, and it's in, very specific. The bolts, because the, there's steel components and there were wood components mm-hmm. and they had to all line up correctly. Yeah. And it was, it was tricky. So and that's kind of why mm-hmm. we gave him. You know why he, he there was a, a head lead? Yeah, is because that was a tricky project mm-hmm. that someone had to really focus on and really, yeah, and it, it it got frustrating. It got very frustrating because I remember going to him and he was very edgy because things were not lining up. Yeah, and the crown, which was the top part of the steel that held the the head mm-hmm. weight. Um, was just not going through this that one area was happening but the other area wasn't happening and I remember that I had to go to one of those places where okay we need to abort right now let's just stop please walk just away. walk away let's just stop right now this is not we, we're supposed to be doing this for fun we are doing this for love we're doing this for kindness right so when when you cross that line where you're not having fun anymore and then the people around you are not having fun mm-hmm. anymore we need to take a break we have to walk away mm-hmm. and uh and i remember he spent uh, most of the time, we were actually working on the on the body and the floor, uh, the rest of the team and him, and he had his own team too. And I think it was six of them that were working on the head. Um, and uh, and then we stopped and said, you know what? Let's just take a break. And we all went back to camp. We ate some food. We talked. We 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 started like creating a plan in our head. This is our target now. Blah blah blah. When we get back to site, and and sure enough, we get back to we get back to the site, and he put that head in half an hour. Right. He walked over and just went ding ding. Yeah. Ding, it's ding. Like, and every, it's like everything what was ev- going on. I know everything yeah. started just lining yeah. up. Yeah. But the, it's very important to. To, to realize those moments and to understand that those moments are going to happen yeah. and to learn how to walk away as opposed to continue pushing through right. through through a hole that, it, that, that you know that doesn't fit yeah the so, square peg in the round hole it's yeah. like okay uh, get, why am I still trying to do exactly. this exactly yeah. it's like walk away yeah. you know because I think all he needed maybe was actually in his head in his mind it's like I need to figure this out Without looking at it, yes, you know, without yeah. being in it, yeah. and without yeah. people without watching the me, the stress. stress. That's a, that's the whole thing. Is the stress makes yeah. you make you know all sorts of weird choices. But those are actually important. I, I think as 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 a lead artist, mm-hmm. important points that people need to like realize and identify them, and not to push people to because that stress he brought it on himself. He wasn't like we were we were cool. We were. We were fine with it, but at the same time, I know that he wanted to make sure that this happened, mm-hmm. and and I'm very proud of him mm-hmm. for that. And well, it's his responsibility. Yeah, he's the, yeah, you know, like he just wanted to make it happen. But uh, you got, you know, like, and I learned that also in God Frame because something like that happened to me in the first piece where we w- had to walk away, and the next day everything kind of worked. Yeah. So have those moments of realization that is like, you know what, perhaps if I walk away come back, mm-hmm. I have a different point of view mm-hmm. in it. And those are learning things uh, I've learned through the, my process of working on the playa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a very important thing to to have. 
um, in those hurdles that we talked about. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so now the head goes up. Uh, uh, something happened where the, the head did not go all the way down. So we had to lift the head again. We had to chop part oh, of the right. we have to chop part of the crown right and bring the head back again we did it twice and we did it twice yeah we did it twice but then but both times it it, it went down yeah. very easily and yeah. very smooth yeah um, it landed and it landed yeah and uh and um I also a shout out to Detroit, who was actually working for us within Heat, who had an owl tattoo on his arm it's while amazing. he was actually working on our piece. It was amazing. pretty neat. That was actually pretty neat to experience that with him and, and for him to be the one that was assigned from Heat to help us out with the um, heavy machinery. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then the head goes up. Uh, at that point, it's it's getting a little bit late. Um, I mean, it, it's just very stressful in your t in your mind and your body. Well, and at this point, we've been there yeah for a long, long time. time. Yes, and yes. it's it's very. I mean, it would be draining to just be at Burning Man for that long, yes. let alone dedicating so much of our time and effort to building and mm -hmm. and all the like I said, all the questions, all the mental exhaustion you know it's really setting in at that point yeah i think that this is now i believe this was already their friday or saturday yeah i'm sure um because i i think it's saturday because i remember that the only thing that we had to do was to place the half moons on the eyes mm. and uh um and i remember that it was too dark for me to like look at it from from far away oh, to right. place them right in right. the right spot, right. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to risk it. Yeah. I'm not even going to and have to undo it again and, tomorrow and, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so remember, he, just, he had one night, and there's several pictures on the internet where he had no eyes. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's just like big socket of yeah. eyes. But you know, that's how we were supposed to go. And yeah. we put. The, I remember we, that 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 peak beak the beak beak. Yeah, that was our third beak. Remember, I designed. Oh, right. I designed. I designed the first one. Then I put it on. Oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I designed the th a second one. I was like, oh, I didn't like it. And I remember, if I flipped it, I liked it more. <laughs> right, upside down. You're like, oh, upside it's down. Even better oh, upside that's down. better kind of thing. And then I did a third one, and that's the one that we end up placing. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. Like the third one. So it's like so. Mukaro had three nose jobs. Right, right. Well, <laughs> before, I remember you, we you made it. You were going to show off what the what the last one looked like and you said you were going to give us a sneak peek <laughs> <laughs> yes we're going to get a sneak peek at the, at the last nose the last nose and it was the perfect one too yeah <laughs> okay so um, yeah I mean I, as, as I recall then you know the, the there's some you know a lot of the work uh, the wings and the feathers mm -hmm. that's kind of how it all gets tied up is those are the last components um, and then uh I have to talk about the um, set decoration. Oh, yes. The interior. Yeah, and then get another lead that yeah. we had, yeah. our dear friend Lisa Freeman. She was the lead for our set deck, and and she, I told her what I wanted, and, and she went the extra mile and, and created this space that it was very welcoming. Uh, uh, I wanted to make sure that it felt like you were either walking into... A, a very Alice in Wonderland kind of schoolroom uh, where things might be a little bit oversized or might be a little bit too small, but then have all these pictures of of the crew and 
um, people that you know we put an open call to the people uh, to our community to send us photos of them when they were young um, because I, we wanted to give the uh, the, the piece a soul and uh, and to have to see all those faces and all those uh, uh, you know to not just the faces is is the faces when you were in kindergarten the face when you were in first grade the first uh, the, the graduation from high school or college it it gets to a point that it, it you can't help but the thing is like, oh my god who would have known that this kid in kindergarten mm-hmm. would have built this owl in there. the middle of the desert yeah. you know so yeah. is that aspect of like wow you know it takes you a moment to realize that where you are right now yeah how does it feel to be in this space right now? You were part of this. You were created this with me. No, you know, I have mentioned it several times before. This is not my piece. This is our piece. Mm-hmm. And when it becomes our piece, you, everyone put their soul and their love and their sweat and their kindness and their tears. And they were, they were poured into them mm-hmm. because they wanted for it to be something that they're proud of. Mm-hmm. And um, for them to see themselves as a kid. Yeah, I, I, I see a lot of like our friends and our crew. They always took photos of themselves as with, kids. Yeah, with the picture inside, of them. Oh, yeah. Inside. Inside the owl. And yeah. I, I, I thought that it was a very um, rewarding experience for me personally as a lead artist that they were having such a really amazing time to see themselves as that young and then now where we are now. Mm-hmm. And um, my mother was a, a teacher as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And so I really connected with that idea of, um, of education and wisdom and tying into the, um, uh, the youth concept. That um, was really beautiful. And the, the texture on the inside was really beautiful. The wood, you know, um, mixed together with all of these uh, artifacts, mm-hmm. these like uh, microscope and yeah, the, the history desk. book, the yeah, de- yeah. school desk. Yeah, yeah. It um, it gave the the whole thing had a had a very specific vibe to it mm-hmm. that um, was very comforting and uh, felt uh, antique. Yeah, it felt like you were inside an antique. We also have that chalkboard for people to to leave messages. So we wanted for the community to participate mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. as part of the piece as well and leave notes, leave mm-hmm. like whatever they want to. They wrote on the walls too with the chalk that mm-hmm. we left there. Mm-hmm. Um, and another part of that of the design was that if you went in, everything started at kindergarten, and as you went up on the on the ladder, everything ended on high school mm-hmm. graduating everybody was just finishing graduating um i always always said that as people went up the stairs i wanted nothing on the head because i really wanted the head to be all about the view um and what you can see through this owl's eyes but i really wanted to then put my dedication to my mom mm-hmm. And, and the head area mm-hmm. and that's where you know I put a photo of my mom like a beautiful photo of mom being a teacher kind of thing and and I put a little note that that was Mrs. Alicea mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah so that's why I wanted to get you know like if, I, if, if anybody would have went up you see that there was no no more pictures of us um, in school I just wanted to be all about the view mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
so I guess that gets us to the end of the build. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the event. Yeah. So we open on time, a Sunday sundown. We open on time. And, and remember, there were people waiting. They were waiting they, for they were us waiting to, open to open it so they could go inside. Uh, oh, we had that bat. Oh, the bat. That's right. We caught a, we found, we found a bat, bat inside. And it was Sage and I. <laughs> yes. And then we, we took it. It turns out that there's someone at Burning Man who's dedicated to... A wild animal yeah. um, like placement, mm-hmm. and so we took the bat to this woman, and they released them outside yeah, the burn. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. had like other, she yes. had like mice, and she yeah. had found there other animals that were found at Burning Man. Yeah, but there was one bat that just hang on the pencils. Yeah, in the whole entire time, was we were building too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. with all like, the noise, the bat was just there. Yeah, checking, yeah. you know, sitting there. Yeah. So we finally, once we were gonna like. Uh, open we decided okay let's rescue it and and let's move it out yeah, yeah. Uh, and we did um, and I remember like there were people just lined up to go inside and and it was a very touching moment too with the crew to 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 also make sure that they understood how important this moment was to all of us uh, as a crew as as a family in this case in in with our goal and we finished on time and that's something that we can take for the you know the rest of our experiences at Burning Man or outside Burning Man is that hey we executed we did it and mm-hmm. we said that we were going to do it and we we did it mm-hmm. you know and, yeah. and uh, yeah there's some things that you know we had to start not I don't want to call it cutting corners but we have to start modifying because it's like I want to I want to finish I yeah. want to, I want yeah. this to have its lives and yeah. and not be about because as an artist you know you can always find something oh, yeah. to tweak yeah. uh, or, or yeah. change or so you know at, at some point it has to the more important part is that the people get to in, experience it and enjoy it yes. if there's one piece that's yes. out of place that's secondary, but you need people to climb up in it and enjoy it. And and, and, and and now, you know, the one thing that we as artists that bring art to the playa is that we need to ensure it's not yours or ours anymore. Yeah. It's everybody's. It's a gift. It's yeah. a gift to the this community. Is, this is not mine anymore. Mm-hmm. This is actually our gift. And mm-hmm. now it's for you to enjoy and mm-hmm. for you to respect and right. for you to like, you know, it create your own experience out of it right so so do we take that as a segue sure about because sure. um, I think you know I think there's a there's a couple of things I mean it's a the piece is an unmitigated success it's a fantastic piece it's beautiful mm-hmm. yes. it does all of the things it's supposed to do yes um, we had had conversations in Los Angeles during the design process about the rotation of the head mm-hmm and there are other pieces. The first piece that springs to mind is the the uh, the coyote. Yes. Um, the steel coyote from a few years ago. And the hog. And the the, war, the warthog. Warthog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That um, those are beautiful, immaculate pieces that um, were somewhat dangerous mm-hmm. um, because they were human powered uh, rotation. Mm-hmm. And so we had talked about a, a couple of ideas in Los Angeles while we were building. But we never really, I guess, I don't feel like we ever really decided we're just going to, we're just going to make it and we'll see what happens. I think that what, but the consensus came about was that we were going to give it a try for one night. Right. 
one night we were going to see how give, the public how the public <laughs> interacts with it. With it. Yeah. Uh, if after that one night we see that there's a sense of of not danger, but a, because we 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 built it really well, so there was no danger, it wasn't danger, dangerous at all. But if we saw that there was no not a well used of it, we were going to lock the tires right. or the, the, wheels, the wheels. The wheels. We were going to lock the wheels and then we were going to decide where the owl was going to look through the rest of the week. We would change it like on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. We would pick different spots. So sure enough, night one, <laughs> we actually go out and as you know, we're all celebrating, having a great time. Well, because we've been building yes. all week. And so now the piece is open. Now it's a chance for the whole team to go to be a burning man yes. and go enjoy yes. and see other stuff because you've been seeing it from a distance. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go see the man. Like we haven't actually gone yes. to the man yet. We've mm -hmm. been there for a week and haven't gone to the man. You so. can see it from far away, but yeah, know, we hadn't we been, there. been there. So we all go out. We all go out. As we are driving, riding our bikes back, we see that there is this big party happening on the owl and said what no way so somebody had decided to have this amazing fun art car and play some really great music at the owl and we're i mean like i'm happy and kind of thing You're proud yeah so we ride our bikes and then we find a few of our crew members that have <laughs> closed the entrance um and i what happened inside like, oh yeah, the head started spinning <laughs> and he went off track. Uh, and I was like, oh man, are you kidding me? So somebody took the head off track and we had to close at that point the head. And, and that's when we decided, okay, you know what? We give it one night. Yeah. We gave it one night and, and that one night, this is how far we were able to go. Whoever was out there and enjoyed the one night that they had spent, great. Right. You know, the rest of us, we had to experience that. You know, we, you know, the crew rotated it several times, 360, for everybody else, whoever was there, experienced that. But for the rest of the community, they had to just deal with, you know, a place where um, the first night it fa faced the Black Rock City. The next day, he faced the man. The next day, he faced the temple. And then the next day, faced the uh, Black Rock City again. And that was the night that we burned it. Which was forward. So, yeah. so that, that last night, it was kind of normalized. It, mm -hmm. The face was at the front of the owl again. So basically, it went around through the week at 360. Yeah, pointing at some different mm -hmm. things. Except for Sunday night, where... I wasn't there, so I don't know how many how many times that had turned. <laughs> so I, we still had spotty cell service at that time, so I think I still have a text message because I, I don't text with uh, Marco much. I think there was a text message yeah. from Marco that said something to the tune of. Oh my God! The heads come we, off the rails, yeah, and we, we I don't know where I was. Yeah. yeah, we closed the head, and I was like, "Oh my God, I gotta we get got, back!" And we got there. There was a blue tarp. Oh, that's right. Kind of like on, on bungees, yeah. trying to stop people from going up. It yeah. was, it was, it was a little bit intense, but at the same time, it was, it was intense. But Scott, it was one of those also things that I was like looking at and laughing inside. Yeah, yeah. No, because there, at that point, what are we gonna do? Yeah, no, it's hilarious. I gotta, I gotta laugh and say, oh well, you know. And then the, then we came up with ways to close it down. Yeah. And people kept coming Hopping. up with ways to open, open it, it up mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah. 
We even block the ladder. Yeah. And the ladder. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. People no. just, you know, they're burners. They're no. creative. They got around everything. So we eventually had to really make it mm-hmm. so that people couldn't get in there anymore. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was a, a, several times we would lock it, go back to camp, and next morning everything was down. Yeah. And, and somebody had gotten inside. Yeah. But at least they didn't turn the head. Right. We, we, we learned, we made it, so that, we made it yeah. very clear that the head, you cannot yeah. touch anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We, which was we locked that down. We good. locked that down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, do you want to talk about, uh, the burn? Sure. Um, so the whole week goes through and you know, it, again, it was a, ple- it was so pleasant. Uh, people were so taken and loving it. And, um, I remember the day that, um, we always plan it. We always plan it to burn Thursday night. Um, I really, you know, because we have been working there for now a week and a half to almost a two little, weeks. almost yeah. two weeks. Yeah. So it's like you know, I, I think it's time to also be able to enjoy the rest of our burn. Because that's, that's the thing when you have a sculpture there, your brain is always. Thinking on. about it is always you're, on. You're you're never yeah. you're always connected to it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not near it, you're always connected. Oh, Especially after the events mm-hmm. of that first night, where it was like, oh, I, who, the, who knows what they're going to come up with to do to the owl you, tonight? Yeah, you wake up and it was the first thought. Oh yeah. You, I mean, I ate breakfast and I was on the, my bike going to yeah. Mucaro. Yeah. Um, and I think it's quite natural with any artist that decides to bring any art to the playa. Um, it just it becomes it's your baby, yeah. and and you got to make sure that you're taking care of it. And at the same time, you know, many times I I I, I just do it back and I watch people enjoy mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. because that that brought a lot of happiness mm-hmm. to my to myself and to my soul mm-hmm. that people were enjoying it this much mm-hmm. and. And the comments among each other and overhearing conversations mm-hmm. and those things brought a lot of happiness to my to me. Mm-hmm. So there were there were many times where I think I found myself going to the owl just because it made me happy. Yeah. It made yeah. me happy to be there. Yeah. It made me happy to listen yeah. to these conversations and how people laughed. Uh, with a big smile in in their faces, and um, we have books in it, and several books disappeared, and and I remember is that well, you know, I, I, somehow, some way, I, if if it's something that I would like to give away, a books, <laughs> and yeah. they can actually utilize them. And and I remember there was one person that came to me and said because she knew that I was the artist, and she said, hey, so I saw this book. And uh, if you don't mind, I would love to take it. And I say, what is it? Oh, I would love to read it to my kids before bed. And I say, please take and it. That's, yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah. The, the, take take yeah. it. Take yeah. it. You yeah. know, I, I don't. I, at this point, it's like if anybody wants to take books to read to their children, please yeah, be my guest. Of course. Of course. <laughs> be my guest. Um, and then so we go through the whole process of that. And. Um, Thursday comes around, and uh, one of the things that got... Oh, before we get to the yeah, burn, yeah. Um, uh, there was a wedding. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Yeah, 
they would have killed me if I wouldn't mention it. <laughs> it's an important part of the. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was important well, because you know, in th- so we held a wedding at Mucaro of two of our crew members. Uh, two of our crew members decided to get married at Burning Man, and they chose to get married at Mucaro because they worked on Mucaro, and I thought it was a very special um, request and also. A moment in time for Mukaro to to have this kind of a um, love um, purpose purpose other, experience yeah. or, or even even to like uh, to to create this this love space yeah. in front of Mukaro. Um, so our dear crew member and she was our LNT lead too. Mm-hmm. Lauren and Bob decided to get married and and. Uh, Lauren came from the inside of the owl, mm-hmm. and uh, Bob was outside with me because I, I I'm actually ordained, so I I I officiated this wedding, and um, and it was just a very special moment even for me to be able to be able to do that for my crew members, and at the same time in front of my own piece, and for them to feel so happy and so proud, and there was so many people. It was like I see pictures of us really far away, and we look like a bunch of ants about to mm-hmm. eat an owl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, in, and in, the, the theme—they were—they're both oh, yes. huge Twin yes. Peaks fans, yes. and so they made the theme for the wedding Twin Peaks. And so you were actually the log lady, log lady. So I had to—I have to do the officiate the wedding, holding a log, <laughs> holding a log. <laughs> <laughs> that I brought from Los Angeles, right? For just for that purpose. <laughs> for that purpose yep. only. Um, and so everyone was in. And I threw it on Mukaro. You let Bernard. it burn, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone was in Twin Peaks uh, okay. costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, the the they would have gone through with a Twin Peaks wedding regardless. But owls actually play a part in Twin Peaks. And Lauren has a tattoo of, an owl. of the symbol of the owl from Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. So the hexagon with the wings. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, yeah, like a little um, mm-hmm. diamond yeah. with the little diamond. wings. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, just really kind of amazing. It, there's an amazing thing about um, you know the artist having a vision for a piece and saying uh, you know the owl means this to me. But then you take it out there, and everyone gets to interact with it how they're going to interact right. with it. You don't get to control. Mm-mm. And it was amazing to see, you know, like you said, Detroit, our heavy equipment oh, yeah. operator, had a tattoo of an owl. So his relationship with owls. Brody had a relationship with owls. All of these people who, you know, all through the week, there was constantly people talking about their relationship with owls mm-hmm. and you know you you did it because you had this particular yeah. a specific love for owls in this specific way but it was it was opened up for people to engage with it in all these and all these other ways so i think the the wedding to me became a really important symbol 
of that openness of uh, meaning mm-hmm. that it was like, oh, and it's a perfect place for a Twin Peaks wedding because yes. it's a freaking owl. <laughs> like, there you yeah, go. It, it was it was great. It, it was such a beautiful day and filled with love and mm-hmm. and, and and everybody was just like so. All they, everybody dressed up. Um, they brought their their you know. Uh, self-expression mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. to Twin Peaks, and it was wonderful. And and uh, yeah, no, and and it, it was just like it was such a beautiful day in the in our week. But you know, it was a great segue or g- g- great change from our daily basis of taking care of the owl. This time, we're going to go to the owl to celebrate. Right. someone's reunion or, or union, union sorry someone's union of love and and it was just really neat experience and i end up because you know playa brides or playa marriages kind of thing in where nevada we i actually end up fast forwarding i end up marrying them again here in, in los, los angeles, angeles for for real right yeah, yeah, yeah. right for the real. official one yeah for real yeah. for real the official one there's the spiritual one but and then there's only, the paperwork one but she counts that one as the yeah because that's real the spiritual one. one yeah the spiritual one um so yeah so we're getting to the burn yeah okay so now this we go through the week and again we encountering amazing stories um we have this one of the ones that stands up the most is this guy that brought a um, vision board from a dear friend of his who had an owl as a pet and he was going to bring this vision board to the temple but when he found out that there was an owl that was going to burn he decided no this is actually where it's supposed to go and um, moments like that were very very significant um, when when the people in the community start using um, the Mukaro as their temple and um, it meant a lot to me it mm-hmm. meant a lot to me I remember that I was I was trying to keep it really strong through the whole process but the day that we decided to prepare the piece to burn I lost it I, I really I mean I went up to the head and and I saw people's notes and writing and um, leaving letters and vision boards and Someone even left, uh, I don't know if you remember this, there was an owl wing yeah. the, inside the owl, and a real yeah. owl wing. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just really, really amazed about how the community felt that this connection with this piece. Um, and uh, I remember I just, the whole entire day, I was on and off crying. One, because... It, it's, it's the end or the closure of, of this process. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, it's like all these experiences that we had together mm-hmm. and all the fun and smiles and sweat and frustrations mm-hmm. and all this wonderful ball of fire was mm-hmm. just going to like, uh, I don't want to say end, but now move or transition yeah. to somewhere else. Right. You right. know, right. So, which is, I think that's an important thing, right? That, um, you know, that the joy and, and, and love and happiness, you know, to think that you could carry that on forever, you know, you, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't mm-hmm. carry that on forever. And so the, the, the burning becomes this great punctuation of like how you can then 
be honored. You can pay honor mm-hmm. to that time and say now it's ended mm-hmm. and closure on that. But it's that whole that whole era yeah. gets this perfect you know moment to say and that's where it ended. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember even leading on to through the day, I, I I told my crew, hey, just so you know, if you see me a little bit kind of like loopy or off. It, don't take it personal. Don't, don't think that it, it, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm going through this process right, right now. And you're exhausted. It, you're exhausted. You're, you know, you've got multiple emotions. Just, there's a lot of emotions yeah. happening for the first time. Like it's nothing like, you know, that's something that I have experienced before. I'm experiencing this kind of uh, grief before yeah. it happens for my first time in my life yeah. and like I'm not I haven't done this in my in my yeah. past before nothing to compare it to yeah you have nothing this yeah. is a new experience as, as, as is a new experience for everybody right. else too yeah. yeah but in my case it's like I'm being connect I've been connecting now for two years you know so a lot of this crew the crew mem- the crew yeah all a lot of the crew actually came into the summer right where I'm already being connected to this piece for two years prior. Mm-hmm. I even had mentioned it to you at an event long time ago uh, where I told you what I wanted to do, but we were just like a passing, right. we were just sharing just thoughts said, yeah, and sure, ideas. Yeah, sure, let's do it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. yeah. Um, and um, so then we're getting closer and closer to the time that we have to walk to it. Uh, it's burning on Thursday night at midnight. So it will be Friday morning. Um, and, um, and we, we had such a great, uh, relationship with fast, uh, that they loved us and they were, we were so prepared, um, in so many ways, they even ask us later on that, um, you know, for some of our pointers, mm-hmm. like of what, how we did it, because they were so impressed of how we did it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you need to strive for uh, as, a, as an artist and as a burn artist is that you strive for like how make it the best experience for you and for your crew Mm -hmm. so everybody else sees how much effort and time and energy you put into it um, to make it this epic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I always you know and we had discussed it several times I wanted to burn from the inside out Um, just like we lit it, um, yeah. you know, during the week, it was lit from the inside out. So I really wanted for it to be almost be like, it's, uh, the, the owl was exploding from mm-hmm. the inside. It was also like a lantern. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tom Pine for the, um, yes. for that beautiful lighting that yes. g- gave it that, that lantern sort of look. And it was like, okay, how can we capture that again mm-hmm. during the burn? And have it burn and from this, the inside and then out. Even during the week, the shade that created oh. on the on the yeah, plier, the shadows, yeah. the shadows on the plier yeah, were beautiful. like beyond um, our wildest imagination. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember him testing. So, how do you think about this light? He said, "Oh, it's too bright." And then he will bring it a little bit down. Oh, okay, that's more amber. Okay, I like the yeah. amber. Please, keep, let's keep it like in this gold because I wanted to bring some something from God framed. To the owl, in if you remember the God frame at night, it was very gold amber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wanted to transfer that kind of a feeling mm-hmm. into the owl mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then uh, prior to when we're we're closing 
excuse me, when we're closing the owl, I remember that this one girl showed up on their bike. I don't know if you remember this, but she just, she's riding really fast and she parks right in front of me and she looks at me and she's like, oh, am I too late? And it's like, what is it? And say, like, we're about to close it because we were setting it up to burn tonight. And it's like, oh, I wanted to leave one more note to my dad. Mm. My dad loved owls. Da, 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 da. And say, like, well, okay, you know what? This is what I can tell you because I knew she hadn't even written the note. And I said, what you can do, write the note, put it on this, on this rock, put it in here because there's space, and I'll bring it, and where do you want me to place it? And she told me, by the five. That was his favorite color, favorite, favorite number. Five. Five. You know that there was numbers yeah. inside yeah, yeah, the yeah, owl? Yeah. So, okay. So, it was very specific where she wanted me to place it. Okay. And I said, okay, no problem. I remember getting on my bike, and Evan is looking at me and saying, oh, yeah, she wants me to place it. Does she even know who you are? I said, no. <laughs> You're just some guy. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Doesn't but matter. I don't want it. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I just, I know that I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, you have the for, ability to make it happen. Now I have the ability to make yeah. it happen for her. Yeah. She didn't, know, she didn't have to know that I'm the one that actually built right. it or right. created right. it. Right. But cut to, well, no, I don't want to jump over this part. She actually saw me when I lit it. Oh. Later on. Right. So, so she, she saw, realized. She's like, wait a sec. She realized wait later on. Second. And she gave me a hug yeah. later on. Um, so... So, but leading on to the burn, we go walk to, get to uh, lighting and all that. And, and then, I mean, I remember so vividly the amount of people that showed up. Yeah. If it, it was, you know, like I, you've, I've been to regional burns before, mm -hmm. but the circle, I never, never expected to be. It, the amount of people that mm -hmm. showed up and I was so happy to be able to share that with the community and mm -hmm. share that with with our people and, mm -hmm. and, and for for the Burning Man organization to witness mm -hmm. how you know the, the community received yeah. the peace and understood the peace and yeah. um, and they even told us that they haven't people have not shown up like this yeah. for an, another meal because this is a smaller burn right. compared to like Embrace yeah. or the folly yeah. or yeah. Um, uh, the pyramid yeah, thing. Exactly. You know, like yeah. so the catacombs. Yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, yeah. So there's it's a smaller one. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. even though that is 32 feet tall, I didn't expect that this many people yeah. were going to surround right. us. But it had a lot of emotional content. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. And, yeah. and I remember that um, uh, our widget, mm -hmm. our mm -hmm. fire safety ranger. Um, he finally says, are you ready? And I went to him and said, no, I'm not. Give me one more time. Give me one more second. One more, one more, and one more thing. One more thing. Um, okay, one more thing. One more thing. And I remember I walked to Mukaro. Yeah. And I hugged Mukaro. Aww. And I hugged him in a way that I remember so vividly that um, it was almost like a... You know, and I put, they put it in movies like a flashbacks mm -hmm. kind of thing. Oh, right. You start seeing all these. You yeah. know, like almost like a viewfinder or no viewfinder, like, you know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Viewmaster. Viewmaster. Yeah, yeah. And it was moments. Right. Captured. And it, it was almost like as I was hugging it, it went back to when we were f first placing the first pole. Yeah. 
and it was like it was one of those uh. rush that and I remember crying saying thank you how grateful mm -hmm. I am for this experience and then I went back to where Evan was waiting for me and um, and then Widget too, and the people from the Rangers and you, mm -hmm. uh, um, because I was never able to to be part of the fuel right. aspect of it because you can't smell like fuel. Or you can't do both. You can do both. Yeah, yeah. So, which is actually a very important point. Yeah. It's like as as the person that is going to light the piece, you cannot. Uh, smell like fuel or feel like the, any fuel came into you because you're going to be too close to the fire. So, to, so to be clear, um, yes. we're talking Thank about, um, so there are, are a couple of teams mm -hmm. that are necessary for the burning uh, portion. And uh, one of them is a fueling team. And the fueling team is going to take uh, diesel fuel and motor oil and maybe uh, burlap and things like that, but put diesel fuel in uh uh, water bottles mm -hmm. and um, climb through the sculpture and place them in strategic spots. Um, and you you run the risk of getting diesel fuel on your clothes when you're doing that because you're you're spraying diesel fuel, you're doing all sorts of stuff. So that means you can't be the person who's going to actually ignite the piece. And the igniting use uh, a painter's pole mm -hmm. with a road flare on it. Mm -hmm. So it was you and Evan. Correct. So you had the painter's pole with the flare, and then Evan had a backup just in case something goes wrong. So just in case mine did not catch or it broke or anything. And, then, and, and like, you know, any kind of like if, if you went to place it and something. And you dropped it and, and you couldn't get at it. Nothing, yeah. 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 So, so, so you have those two people. There are two people on the fueling team mm -hmm. who are fueling. And then we have two people who are um, fire extinguisher operators. Correct. The fire extinguisher operators follow the fueling team while they're fueling. And then they change over to follow the igniters as they go to ignite it in case something goes wrong. You have a fire extinguisher operator right there. So Correct. that's, you're talking before about how you lose people. Correct. And from, they're primary. Yeah. So there's, team. that's six people mm -hmm. it takes to fuel and fire extinguisher and light the piece just yeah. for that portion of it. Well, and then also it's people that you, you need to look at them with trust. Oh, it's not like I. I it's only I went to the Esplanade and, yeah. and asked for, "Hey, so are, you, are you available?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you gotta. You have to have people that, when you look at them straight in the eye, they they they, got, they understand they, they understand yeah. you without yeah. words. That yeah. the, the, this is actually the, one of the most dangerous part. Yeah, uh, of our experience is right now because yeah. anything can happen. Um, glad that nothing happened, but you know you gotta play. You gotta play safe, and you gotta oh, yeah. make sure that everything is covered. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a, a, something that I really um, push for is that the um, the it, the burn lead be the person who does the fueling. Because that's the person who's understanding where the fuel needs to go the most. Mm -hmm. And then the artist be the one who does the igniting because that's the most like emotional, that's the most you know, critical part of the whole thing. So that's a, it, I think it splits really well that the artist be the one who ignites and the burn lead be the one who fuels. And that's two different people Roles. anyway. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's kind of set up well. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 you know, once that... It's so interesting because 
for anybody that is out there thinking about burning their peas, that time goes into this mm. twilight zone mm. warp mm. where someone is telling you, okay, you're ready to burn. And, and then you're like, but wait, do I really want to burn it? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to burn it. And it's one of those things that perhaps something really loud happened and, and, and your sound, it's in a different kind of dimension mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. where you don't hear the crowd anymore you don't hear people around you anymore right you might only just hear the person right in it's, front of you it, it, yeah. and you're breathing yeah yeah and, and you're like oh my god i'm yeah. about to do it this yeah. is the time yeah you know if, if we have all these people waiting it's yeah. not like uh sorry uh, change my mind change my mind yeah. Yeah. i'm gonna take it home <laughs> <laughs> set it up in griffith park <laughs> be awesome. so I, I finally like I go and I really but so in that moment you, yeah. so you're saying something that I think is important there yes, that um, like talking to uh, Rebecca and uh, talking to uh, Jen um, there something that that was that was kind of said um, was not not the same you, you're talking about this uh, hesitation this like um this holding on you know um mm-hmm. that that they they were in this other space of um of like the excitement of getting it to that next phase of its existence um and you're you're talking about um having this connection to it and you know maybe almost a sadness um or a Talk, that talk about that. Talk no, about I'm glad that. that you're asking. I it it's like I mentioned before. It's a twilight zone mm-hmm. kind of aspect where where it's like, oh my god, I'm about to burn it. But what if I didn't want to burn it? But I should burn it. No, but you know, like you have like the devil right, and the, right. and, yeah, and yeah. the kind of yeah. thing. I never had any doubt that I was going to burn right. it because that was actually always. The right. plan, but it's you're going through this emotion, all of these emotions, and all these emotions that as you're looking at also at your community, right, watching you with your, this flare, right, as you're walking to it, and you're like, oh my god, and I remember I was like waving it, yeah. like I was and like everybody's going like, nuts, yes, because they've it, been waiting, for yes, this. it's like oh, yeah. you know, it's happening, yeah. and I'm very excited too, yeah. you yeah. know, I cried all day, yeah. Because I, the, the, that emotional connection, but I was ready for it to for it to let it go right, too. Right. Um, but it's it just like I mentioned is like this this emotions that go back and forward where you think oh oh but but I want no I can't have it <laughs> and you have like this and there's also some rebellion maybe in there oh yeah. that they're telling you you're supposed to do this and you're like but don't I, tell me what to yeah. do and you're like you're fighting with yourself yeah. Yeah. and your mind yeah. Yeah. and then I finally I remember because you had already showed me this is where you need to ignite it ignite it yeah and they went straight exactly where you told me to yeah. put it yeah. it's like you know what I'm not messing <laughs> I'm work. And suddenly start taking, and I remember when I started taking, I I don't know what happened. I started running backwards. 
Yeah. I remember running backwards yeah. to where I was supposed to stand. Right. right, where we're all waiting for you. Because I didn't want to miss anything. Right, you don't want to turn around for I even a I didn't want to turn second. for a split second. Yeah. I like, started running like backwards yeah. just to look, look at where it is. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And it started sliding. Yeah. And I remember everybody started doing the ooh, ooh, mm. the whole entire community oh, yeah. started. Uh, acting like they're hooting. owls and yeah. hooting and I'm like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> and then it starts lighting and lighting and if it, I, I mean if you look at some photos for anybody that is interested in even looking at uh, Burning Man Mukaro Burn you can see it on the on YouTube but it, it lit up like it was lit with lights yeah it got to a point that it looked like it was lit yeah. from the inside with our own personal yeah. lights yeah that it didn't look, it was fire. Yeah. Like, it's very confusing. Yeah. It looks like actually lights are inside like of it. it's a lantern. It looks yeah. a lantern. That was the whole concept, that, right? Like a big lantern. That was, that was what we decided mm -hmm. we wanted to do. And then once it started catching up on the right side of the owl as you're facing it, and once it, it took and started taking the feathers, you can see that there's no more smoke anymore, mm -hmm. that it's just going to go. Yeah. And it went so fast. Yeah. I think that, it was 26 that, minutes. 26 minutes. In it's that fence wood. Yeah, it was. That fence wood is so good. And it was so hot. So hot. So hot. <laughs> I mean, we started, people started walking back. <laughs> yeah. Because it got so hot. Yeah. But honestly, it was one of the most amazing. And I remember that somebody decided to take a photo of me as I'm watching it. Mm. And I see that photo and mm. my smile, for some reason, is like I've never seen it that big. Mm -hmm. It goes from one ear to the mm -hmm. other. And I'm not even like a pretty smile. It's like an <laughs> exactly. ugly smile. It's an ugly smile. It's an ugly smile. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like of excitement. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then it started going in and I think, you know, you were next to me and Evan yeah. was next to me and we're just like, Oh my God, it's, it's happening how we it did. planned it. It did. Like it, it actually, how we planned it. And that's very important for anybody that is there. It, it, how you plan, how you want the burn to go. It, it is as important as how you create your schedule or your program of burning night mm -hmm. because I think part of the beauty of our peas is that it burns so beautifully because even though that it was burning from the inside out it still kept um, the, 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 the face the face I mean there was right fire the going there were fi there was fire going through the eyes uh, yeah. which is what and, we that was another yeah. thing we said this is how we're gonna plan this how yeah, can we make this it, happen and it's like it was so amazing to watch the whole body was on fire and you still see this beautiful big eyes with and the beak. half moon and the beak yeah. through the fire yeah. and uh, I mean I still sometimes I watch it and I cry mm -hmm. um, watching it because it was just so epic and so beautiful and and I'm, I'm sad for some of my friends that couldn't mm. watch it because mm -hmm. it's like, oh my God, that was so amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry that you missed that. Right. It was. <laughs> it was amazing. It was a fantastic burn. It was a, it was fantastic, a fantastic burn. burn. Mm -hmm. And that's a, you know, that, and then like you said, uh, something like 26, 27 minutes, yep. which is, yep. um, you know, the goal, you know, our goal was to try and do it in around half an hour. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, that's a, a good time Amount frame time. for, for a burn. Yes. And, um, yeah, it was it was down and the perimeter was released. Mm -hmm. um, and then we all went to the fire and that was my first experience going. 
You know, I, I've always gone to any regionals or even the Man Burn or the Temple Burn. I never run to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first experience of seeing people running to the fire. Yeah. So it was actually a really interesting aspect too for me personally to look and watch what other people were doing with it. Right. And um, it was really, I mean, it was such an, a beautiful, and, and at that time I was with Caleb and Evan and mm. we were just soaking into the whole experience mm. and what, what this particular piece uh, one thing that I did in and going I know that I'm kind of like rewinding a little mm -hmm. bit but um, and I recommend this for any artist out there before they are giving me the okay to burn mm -hmm. I went to every single person that was working the perimeter perimeter and thanked them and hugged them mm -hmm. so I went around the whole entire circle and thank every single person yeah. with a hug yeah. and told them how grateful I was about them being there and what they're about to do because you know a, a perimeter responsibility it's is a big responsibility and 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 I knew what kind of sacrifice they were about to do so I just really wanted to make sure that they were appreciated uh, so I went to every single, all 99 people. I went and and I remember that uh, fast and the people from the Rangers were waiting for me because I said, no, I'm going to go around the whole perimeter thank all of them. and thank every single yeah. one of them yeah. personally. Yeah, that's, it's a, um, it's a, because the people who are on the perimeter don't get to watch. Correct. The burn, correct, and so it's a um, it's a really giving of themselves mm -hmm. for the safety of the, the, the whole community. Mm -hmm. um, it's a really important role. Yeah, they're facing the community yeah. as the fire is happening behind them. Yeah, they can turn here and there, but their know, job their, their is job to is, is to make sure that the community is safe. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's incredible. So, yeah, that was one thing and I highly recommend it. It was so mm. gratifying because then once I lit it, it, it felt so much even better. Yeah. To let, you know, like it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I remember hearing people in the perimeter crying. Yeah. <laughs> people that put a lot of energy and time in it, you yeah. know, and and then there were the people that decided, you know, that, that were assigned to do the overnight and mm -hmm. all that stuff. It, it, it just, the, the amount of people, it, you know, going back to that saying, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. It really does take mm -hmm. a village. Mm -hmm. It can. Not something of that scale. Yeah. No. no. I mean, it's an, it's mm -hmm. an epic. Yep. Yeah. So then... Um, so then the overnight crew, that's an important element to talk about because that's a, that's a tricky job because that's it the is. moment. Um, this is the first time you get to walk away mm -hmm. from the piece since you've got to Burning Man. This is mm -hmm. the first time that you're not, that that's that location yeah. really isn't the most important thing in your whole universe. Yes. And it's really interesting because I thought, I don't know, for some reason in my head, I thought, oh, I'm going to go party. I'm going to like, have so much fun. Gonna, I got a night off. I got a night off. I got people that are, you know, helping me up with the perimeter or the burn night. Oh, my gosh. I remember being there. I watched it. I say hello and thank you to everybody that was staying overnight. I went back to I went back to yeah. camp and f fell asleep. Yeah. yeah, I was done. Yeah, I was done. Yeah. No, I had friends who were like who were like, "Oh, come out with us, come out with us," and I was like, 
nope. I don't know that I can get myself to camp. <laughs> nope. I don't know if I have it in me to make it to camp. I know. I we we walk from camp. We yeah. walk back. Yeah. And once I was in camp, yeah. I say I, I looked at Evan and I say I want to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. I I I'm I'm that's I'm it. content. I'm <laughs> There's I'm nothing happy. out there at that party that's going to be better than what I just no, went through. No, seriously. I mean, especially in 2017. No, not to. Uh, diminish or to act like any other installation is not important enough or not that but that was my burn oh yeah that that yeah. when when you experience that that's your burn mm -hmm. the man burn doesn't compare to it the temple the burn temple burn does compare not to compare to it no. when you burn your own personal peace yeah it, it there's something that is so connected to it yeah. that then i just i just did my burn yeah i i Yeah. You know, I did Burning Man. Yeah. This burned That's my peace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, watching the man burn, you know, we went. It's nice. It was nice. It's nice. It was great. Yeah. You know, fantastic fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. But, but nothing not compares to, to yeah. what we ex just had experienced two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. It, nothing with that connection. No. Yeah. Exactly. No. Exactly. And again, nothing against no, of every, course. Well, any other burn. The man was fantastic that year. The temple yeah. was fantastic that year. Those were beautiful pieces. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it just is going to be like that. Um, so then uh, you have Leave No Trace. Now, you, so at this point, um, you've done a good job of um, finding leads. Mm -hmm. So you're not necessarily having to be too hands on. Correct. For the overnight team, mm -hmm. which is, um, I always say that's a really, that's another really hard job. Like perimeter, yes. it's a really hard job. Everybody wants to leave and go to sleep or go party, depending mm -hmm. on if they have any energy or not. But nobody wants to hang out at the piece at that point. <laughs> They're really ready to go. Yeah, they and have to let it, let it go for real. Exactly. <laughs> and so now you've got a team that has to stay there, mm -hmm. manage the piece overnight, make sure nobody gets hurt in it, and keep, you know, making the fire smaller and smaller. And then um, the Leave No Trace crew. Comes, comes in, in the next morning. Um, I went out and uh, helped them. Uh, Lauren ran mm -hmm. that, and and uh, they helped later yeah, on. Yeah, you came by, and you, you know, then you can start. People can start relieving. Yeah, you know, start showing up uh, during the day, um, and we fill up the truck. Well, so you know, again, trying something for the first time ever. One thing that um, we did not communicate um, very well was to the people overnight. It's like we, you need to bring all those big pieces of wood together. You gotta the unburned stuff. The unburned, the unburned stuff. You gotta you gotta put it together. So it burns. It burns. Yeah, we want to try and reduce the reduce number of things the that, number that we have to like bring it back. Getting back. Yeah. yeah. So what we found out in the morning, a lot of it had burned, but some of the bigger, longer poles didn't. Right. And and it's not like you start, you know, about to start chopping or creating another bonfire or anything yeah. like that. So we decided, as a team, we decided to pack it, put it in a truck. And we went to the burn um, barrels on Saturday mm -hmm. and, and throw them in there. Unload them there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we just were, you know, again, something new that we mm -hmm. didn't know mm -hmm. that that was going to happen. And I learned now, know that it's like, it's almost, you know, when you have a, a bonfire at a beach or mm -hmm. anywhere else, mm -hmm. and you have to continue putting it together. So mm -hmm. we continue burning. Right. Um, in in the bigger pieces, yeah. because the bigger pieces, especially those 
uh, there were, I think, eight uh, inches diameter. Yeah, the poles. The poles. Yeah. So they're they're pretty thick. They're- well, and the whole concept for those is that um, those weren't going to burn through for the piece to collapse. Correct. We knew that the piece was going to fall over with those poles still pretty much intact. Correct. We designed it that way so mm-hmm. that once the 2x12s that connected them together were gone, mm-hmm. then the poles would all just fall over. Mm-hmm. So we knew that was going to happen. Then it was the matter of, oh, somebody needs to make sure that we say... Keep pushing the poles into the middle of the fire <laughs> yeah. so that they burn all night long. Together. Yeah, yes. so that they go away. Yeah, and um, I will highly recommend have a um, all an overnight team taking care of. Like we mm. had coolers, mm-hmm. we had uh, mm-hmm. snacks, mm-hmm. we had um, things to take care of the people that were going overnight. Yeah. Um, I think we have even uh, iced coffee. Yeah. Uh, things that were, you know, necessities. Yeah. That uh, when, if somebody has to go to the bathroom, they don't, they don't, they don't have to go all the way to their cam to disappear yeah. for two or three hours. Right, so, to get so, stuff, right. Yeah, so to they get can stay stuff. There. It's like, yeah. so you can stay there. Yeah, and the same thing, and, and then the same thing that we did also for LNT the next morning, um, where everything has to be crushed to a less than a quarter yeah. uh, diameter. Uh, we had a, a pop-up and yeah, we shade. had a shade and yeah. we had chairs, we yeah. had water, yeah. you know, just taking care of our crew. Yeah. As, you know, you, even though that, yeah, we burned it on Thursday night, we, we still have a Friday day. And Friday oh, day is a long still day. It's yeah, still, working, still working, you know, as everybody else is doing partying and having fun and getting yeah. ready for man burn. Yeah. We still have to work. Yeah. It's, it's part of their job. Yeah. Responsibility, not job. Yeah. Responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. To make sure that this is still safe and, and that, um, we, we go, you know, like, because you, you have to go through that whole point where they say it's okay for you to walk away. Right. So Leave No Trace has to get approval Correct. from uh, Art Support Correct. saying, um, and so then it's removing the earth anchors mm-hmm. because those haven't burned. Mm-hmm. It's um, removing all the steel, yep. right? All the steel parts. You've got the magnetic rakes. Oh, yeah. so you're getting all the screws and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff up. Then you're getting all the big chunks of ash. Mm-hmm. And then they come and they scrape the decomposed granite. Yes. Um, and then we they have to put sure. it all together. Yeah. So they are, they, yeah, oh, they just make a pile. They make right. a pile. Right. They make a pile. Of all that together, um, they don't remove it right then and there. Right. Uh, they come a little bit later yeah. on, but you got you have to get approved to walk away. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the one thing that you can just walk away. Yeah. You have to they have make to check sure you out. You have to check you out. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and they, 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 I mean, they came to check us out. I think once before, and they say, "Oh, the pieces are too big." Yeah. So we have to make we have to keep like going. keep going. Yeah. Make the pieces smaller. And again, they size of a quarter. The quarter. Yeah. 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 That's the size that it needed to be. And we're we're crushing. We're I mean we're black. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember. Oh, oh, we're oh. full. We're ashes everywhere. <laughs> and you know, there's there's just we're full of ashes everywhere. We smell like somebody burned us. Oh, and the inside of the truck. Yeah, the inside of the truck was just a freaking mess, a mess, a mess. A mess. <laughs> but the the greatest part about that aspect is that one truck came full with our camp uh, gear; the other one came empty. Right. Yeah, because the sculpture's gone. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly, mostly gone. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Uh, cool. Well, you want to um, give everybody a... You, do you want to talk about um, your future? Well, so about my future. Okay, so I have a bigger plan for the future, hopefully for the another, another two or three years. I still... One thing that I would recommend is you, you got to continue, continue studying, um, not just the community, but studying what works mm -hmm. in their community and what doesn't. And, and especially because, um, as we have seen in the past, and again, not judgment or anything like that, but you want to be done by sundown. Sunday sundown. Yeah. And uh, so when you design something, you got to have in mind that that design needs to be completed by Sunday yeah. uh, sundown. Yeah. Um, so if it, as complicated as you make it, it, it needs to... It, It, you have to have a plan. Yeah. You have to have a plan. Yeah. So I'm 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 studying that aspect of it. Right. Because I know that I have a bigger plan and a bigger idea to make something really big, but I need to to be a little bit more aware of what that plan could be that it will be done by Sunday sundown so everyone in the community can enjoy it. Yes. You know, right. I, 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 I think it's very important to me. Well, that's now it. part of your process. I've done it yeah. for God Frame. I did yeah. it for, for Mucaro, and I'm very happy that that, that happened with right. those two pieces. And my next bigger piece, I want that to happen too. Right. That's right. one of my bigger school, biggest goal. I have another idea for, the, for next year. It's a little smaller because I really... One thing that I missed this year as I went to the event was that uh, I, I felt that I, I miss working, mm -hmm. you know, and I've been working for three years in a row on the playa, and I miss that aspect of, like, waking up and going to an art installation. Mm -hmm. um, I had a great cooler this year, and my cooler was super clean. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Cleanup was a lot easier. You didn't have a whole, like, five-ton yeah. truck to clean out. Yeah. Well, and you also have that extra time. And lots of extra time. You had that extra time to say, oh, I can put eyes on my cooler, <laughs> and it's clean? All wow. right. So, um, but I did miss, I did miss um, that aspect of waking up and going to take care of an installation and also in the community that goes community. with that and yeah and in yeah. and, and enjoy their enjoyment yeah and watch it and and yeah. witness it and and yeah. be part of it and in one way or another also you know i i know that i met a lot of wonderful people in 2017 that were very inspired by Mucaro. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I even met people that were inspired by God Framed mm -hmm. this year. Uh, the people from the trophy, mm -hmm. they reached out to me and they said that they use God Frame as a catalyst for That's how, awesome. you know, like, and, and it was very sweet mm -hmm. I, to hear those kind of words that, oh, okay, okay. So, Something that I'm doing is inspiring other art installations to do it as well. Right. Um, the participatory part, yeah. you know, like to to be part of it, to yeah. to feel that you are also part of the art installation. Yeah, you can have your fun photo and blah blah blah, but but I think it's very important to uh, also understand that as the com our community continues growing, we have to be responsible for for how we behave and take care of 
this art on the playa mm -hmm. you know like you know think about it in an aspect of a museum mm -hmm. when you go to a museum you don't go into the mona lisa and start clicking on the glass or right. you know playing with like oh let me see what kind of paint or yeah. you know yeah we have this we have this liberty or this freedom to do it here but at the same time it's like if you if you break it or ruin it for in that moment then nobody else can actually enjoy it as well and i think it's a, I, i've been noticing that um somebody somebody has said i've heard people say that um they think that an 11th principle should be consent. Mm -hmm. And um, I've heard other people say that uh, consent is built into all of the principles. If you actually look at all of the principles, mm -hmm. all of the principles actually are based on consent. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about um, this uh, respect for the art, it, to me it's a broader consent conversation you know that that respect for the art is the respect that we need to have for each other it's the respect we need to have for the the you know leave no trace mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that it's it's really about um you know respecting the boundaries absolutely of all of these other things so um you know respecting the art falls to me falls under the consent sort of concept which you know, is, mm -hmm. is an important part of the whole experience. Well, I wanted to keep this interview or uh, this podcast very clear about Godframe and Mukaro, which are two big art installations. But what I did this year, because I felt like I needed to contribute one way or another, I created an outreach program called La Escuelita, which means a small school. And uh, what we were trying to do or promote uh, was basically uh, uh, once you are out there, uh, respect the art and we we wanted to make sure that you know from our personal experiences where people i mean i went to god frame i have to remove pieces because people broke them mm -hmm. i had to uh, work on lights because people went to areas where we were supposed to go to mm -hmm. and they they broke it or whatever in in mucaro same situation happened we had you know we had to close the head mm -hmm. and make sure that people were not going there or uh, spin the head so so you got to make sure that that even on whatever circumstances or whatever um, environment you are at that precise moment, that always remember that, you know, someone put a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of sweat and a lot of love to bring this art to the playa for all of us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. The least that we can do is to make sure that we respect this artist and respect their art um it, it, a golden rule it, if if that's not yours don't freaking take it mm -hmm. you know just because it's there and the artist put it there that doesn't mean that you walk away it's a with present it. for you yeah. you know it, it's it's somebody else would like to see it too mm -hmm. so you know so you gotta have that conscious um awake you know, awaken that consciousness of being sh making sure that you're respecting also what other people did for you to enjoy mm -hmm. and don't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that as our community continues growing, we got to make sure that we we are educating our newcomers. Um, uh, I came, uh, my personal experience, I came in 2011. There was no Instagram. There was no like really mm -hmm. Facebook. You mm -hmm. know, you can buy a ticket just by clicking and buying a mm -hmm. ticket. Mm -hmm. um, 
um, what I'm seeing through the years, and this is just my personal opinion, my personal experience, is that a lot of people see all these amazing, fantastic photos on, on social media, but you need to go deeper than that because that's not what Burning Man is. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's a yeah, you get, get your amazing photo for your social media. I'm not judging you for that. And that's totally fine. But there is so much more than that. There, there, there's the participation, there's the community, there's the respect, there's the care. You know, we care for each other as we are there um, going through this extreme weather situations mm -hmm. where the weather is our common threat mm -hmm. in a way, mm -hmm. you know, because the weather affects everybody in this uh, environment in Black Rock City. So I think it is very important to continue educating this new wave of people about that there is such thing as Burning Man etiquette. Even though that is, there is a, a lot of freedom on what we do uh, at Burning Man as, as a whole event, we, we, we want you to experience it the best way possible but also within the respect aspect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so to me, um, you know, the words acculturation, mm -hmm. right, is how mm -hmm. do we acculturate? And I, I know for myself, I felt that, you know, around uh, maybe 2013, 2014, I felt like that was something that was really missing, that there wasn't um, a thought process about how to acculturate people into Burning Man and how to, um, how to uh, let them understand the principles how to, you know, things like leave no trace. What is that, you know, how do you, how does one learn that? Mm -hmm. You know, and really the way to learn it is from your campmates, yeah. from the people that you show up with. And, um, and the, you know, respecting the art, respecting boundaries, consent, leave no trace, you know, all of those things. You're calling Burning Man etiquette, right? But just mm -hmm. the, the way that one should interact at Burning Man. And I think, um, you know, your, your project this past year, um, with a focus on acculturation and the Burning Man in, at large being more focused and being receptive to any sorts of plans, any ideas on how to acculturate people. But it really, to me, it comes from, you know, you've got some people who are going to just buy a ticket and they're not going to have a community. Yes. So they're going to show up. So they have to be immersed in a community that so well understands that culture that they just, they get it from people around them. But the people who come with a theme camp or, you know, an established camp, they need to be shown. Mm -hmm. They need to understand how this is going to operate. And they need to be given templates and they need to be given, you know, guidance on how to get that most out of the event and yeah. how to understand that respect. To go back to the even that thought when I went back to in 2011, I did go with a camp. Mm -hmm. So I'm fortunate. I'm one of those fortunate people that a camp, a camp, or my me being in this camp, they taught me that there's things that I don't want to like. Well, I'm going to put it in quotes, expected mm -hmm. or wanted. What's the for, culture? Yeah, what, for, what, one what to, the culture for, for, for you to be part of this community, they, they, we, 
in this common sense stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not asking for a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just common sense stuff. You know, take the you know, be nice to your neighbor, be good to you know, treat people mm-hmm. like you want to be treated. It's nothing out of, of the ordinary. And it's uh, stuff that we should be yeah, doing here. Here. Yes. And this is the tricky part is that none of these things are like, oh, do this at Burning Man. Mm-mm. This is all this is all stuff that really is is things that you should be taking on into your life and yes. recognizing, oh, how have I not been thinking this way all along? I mean, I should have always been operating like this Correct. with human beings. Well, I mean, and, and going back to, again, to this new cult, new commerce area kind of thing that mm-hmm. all they see is these amazing photos on, mm-hmm. on, on social media mm-hmm. and they come in but no one is actually telling them and say hey this is what we do here yeah. this is how we we, yeah. we play this is yeah. how we yeah. we go around and you know bring your own cup bring your own plate things like that they, they, they just come in and it's almost like they're just dumped onto this world and, and they're like yeah. <laughs> rock stars and to me, <laughs> style like the the perfect example of that is um something that can even happen on instagram which is the not uh tagging the artist of course and so that that is that is the continuation of this whole you know boundaries respect you know consent thing is if you're gonna take a photograph i mean if you're a burning man and you go to take someone's photograph the concept is you need to ask for their consent to take their photograph. Right. That's just nice. number one. And again, then you start thinking, well, that's how I should be dealing with anybody in the world. Yes. That's not just, just Burning Man is a classroom for this, but yes. I should really be doing this everywhere. But then if I'm going to take a picture of a piece of artwork or of my friend in front of a piece of artwork, then the correct way is to have consent of the piece of artwork is to tag the artist so that when Instagram, which is the way that the rest of the world is digesting Burning Man. Social media. Now they're seeing, oh, Mm -hmm. this is the photographer has been tagged. If there's a person in the shot, they have been tagged and the artist has been tagged. So that means that everyone involved has, you know, has been recognized. And credited. And and credited. And that's, again, like, that's how it should be all the time. time. Oh, yeah. But that's an example of something that, it's a pet peeve of mine that really frustrates me of like, don't post that picture if you haven't taken the five seconds to figure out who the artist is. Well, I mean, even, I mean, I I go even way back to Got Frame. If if you go to Got Frame on on Burning Man, they have my last name completely wrong. (laughs) You know, in their their, their website. And it's like, you know what? I appreciate that you at least put Nino, but why don't you, I mean, couldn't you just go that far and get the last name at least, right? (laughs) Because, you know, anyways, and also... Uh, another situation that I had and this stands out the most for me is that this woman that took a photo of Got Frame she actually requests as I say you know, hey you know this is my piece thank you very much this is a beautiful piece and she, the photographer she says oh but please don't don't um, 
make sure that you don't post it anywhere because um, I'm talking to Burning Man to put them on their calendar kind of situation. And then like in my head, it's like, wait a second. That's not how that works. <laughs> I, I built that isolation. Someone else came in into the thread and say, why don't you thank him yeah. for, for giving you this, 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 uh, yeah, this thing that you took a picture of. Yeah, that, the, and if you get into the calendar... Thank him again. Yes. Maybe exactly. thank him like a third time. <laughs> too. It's really interesting. Yeah. But again, I think that uh, it's all about educating yeah. our, our community to understand yeah. that, that as, as important as the photographer's name, which they take wonderful photos. I'm not going to discredit um, them yeah. at all. But just because they took a photo, they also need to go the extra mile. To find out whose piece yeah. they took a photo of, well, and and the 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 photographers who are real burners, that's what they do. I yeah. mean, you can see real photographers and how they actually interact and how they how they respect the artists. The artists respect them, and it's there's there's a whole ecosystem that has to occur because of that. And it's complex mm-hmm. because you know it, they can't do their art without your art, and you can't do your art without their art. Absolutely. So it's a it's an important relationship. Well, I mean, to even take the extra the extra the extra mile, I'm on a National Geographic. Uh, Godframe is in the National Geographic magazine. Right. They did a whole article about Burning Man. Right. Right. They credited the photographer. They didn't credit. They didn't credit me. Right. You know, like, so they took a photo of my piece of art. Yeah. But they gave all the credit to the photographer. Right. And the National Geographic. Yeah. And it's like, Wait a second. You're selling magazines <laughs> off of my labor. <laughs> I mean, I, I could go further and try to yeah, take oh, yeah, it to yeah, this yeah. but yeah. I don't want to you know, waste no, my no, time no, on no, that aspect. No. But I'm, I'm trying to say that only just doesn't happen with the burner community. It's or just Instagram. Happening. It's not just like Instagram models or it's, whatever you want to say. It happens... It's right. also in the National Geographic, right, right. which I think is one of the best magazines <laughs> out there. Right, right. Most respected. Respected. Right, right. And, and you know, right. as opposed to like all the other crazy names, but yeah. I, I, I was completely floored yeah. that, that they, yeah. they, and then you see the, the photo of Godframe and not even the name yeah. of Godframe. Just fun in the desert. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and, and, and then his name. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I still utilize it as a marketing material, but I, I would have loved to get the credit. And then right. not again. It's not about ego. I'm not. Right. I'm right. not. I, I want to make sure. Though. I'm not. I want to make sure that I'm not coming from a place of ego. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing, especially as I'm. Um, and I'm going to segue to my Puerto Rico project mm-hmm. because it's very important to me. If I'm going to try to help my people in Puerto Rico more, which this new project that I'm doing for another owl in Puerto Rico, a permanent art installation, the only way that I can actually get more funding or more marketing or more help through the community is if they attach my name to the project. Mm-hmm. When, they, you, you, when they ghost me, I can then now connect the dots to other people yeah. to 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 say, hey, oh, you know, that artist is doing this. And again, it has nothing to do with ego. It's just a way that works. It's yeah. a way that has worked for many, many, yeah. many years. Yeah. 
It's just right now I need that kind of credit in order for me to be able to bring this kind of uh, sponsorship yeah. to help me out with this other project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, and you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you did the piece. Like your name should be on the piece. And they shouldn't be selling magazines and profiting off of them mm-hmm. from your, you know, from the work you did. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not much to ask. Yeah. Um, great. I, it was there. So we covered uh, Mukuro in Puerto Rico a little bit. Yeah. So I'm to just, just yeah, wrap that up. Wrap that up. Um, so uh, after I came back from 2017, um, about three weeks later, after we came back in 2017 from Burning Man, the Hurricane Maria happened in Puerto Rico. I was not able to share the glory and the love and the success of, of Mukaro at Burning Man, but I decided that my priorities change so I apply I went and delivered a bunch of donations in Puerto Rico and when I came back I decided that I wanted to do something else so in this case I'm doing something else by recreating Mucaro in Puerto Rico as a permanent art installation and what I'm going to do is I'm going to create it as a classroom you know going back to the education aspect of it uh, and it's going to be a classroom where we're going to educate the population and the community in Puerto Rico about sustainable energy yeah. options. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it, it, um, it has a, a, a continued life. Yes. Even after, even after yeah, the Yeah, it's rising from the ashes for real. <laughs> for real. This is actually, you know, the, 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 instead of being a phoenix, it came on the shape of an, <laughs> an owl. owl. Oh, my God. The phoenix owl. <laughs> the, yes. That's awesome. So, yeah, no, it's definitely rising from the ashes. I'm dealing with the municipality in Puerto Rico. Hopefully, we're going to be going in construction uh, um, point at the beginning of this next year, 2020. Yeah. Because I, I want to move on and be able to do re- some really fun stuff for everybody at Burning Man too. Right. And I would like I would like to take um, the opportunity to please thank uh, my my team, mm-hmm. the Parliament Art Crew. I feel so honored to have shared this experience with all of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who you are. I'm 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 very thankful for your presence and um, and participation in this special project. I I do have to do a special shout out to. A uh, few of my leads, and you know, it takes a village after all. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Tommy Eiton, mm-hmm. oh my God, our project manager extraordinaire. Uh, she was with me from day one with Mucaro from the first uh, application that we did. I remember to- when we met in that coffee shop. Yeah. And it was just like, yes. it was just this dream. And you were like, hey, let's come and talk about this thing. Uh-huh. And it was just Tommy, you and I. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, it was a cupcake shop. It was a little cupcake place. <laughs> yep. yep. And uh, yeah, and uh, and so I'm really grateful for her, for sure. Um, we have this amazing team in the architects and team, mm. uh, Ilanita Melody. Um, you guys were dream come true. Uh, Sage, uh, our badass uh, project coordinator, she was helping so much with getting everybody on board and in the same page, and that's very important for any kind of project. Um, our Chrissy, uh, who I'm work with in another nonprofit organization called Ruckus Roots, mm-hmm. and we're she, both on the board of yes. Ruckus Roots. It's a fantastic organization. Yes, and uh, and she agreed to do our fundraising, be my fundraiser lead, and and that's not an easy task. You know, that's actually more like a twenty four seven kind of uh, position. So I'm well, so it's a special skill set, mm-hmm. right? That's something that that you know you have to have experience 
having done that, you know, it's a really tricky thing. You did, um, you just did a burner podcast with Arash. Yes, I and did. And Chrissy and talking Chrissy. about this. So Amazing. if anybody wants to know more about this whole concept of fundraising, um, check out Burner Podcast and uh, you and Chrissy talking to Arash about how, how you do this. Definitely. I mean, it, it, uh, talking about going back is that you need to figure out from your crew and figure out their superpower. Yeah. Yeah. And from that superpower is that's where you get oh you can do this and you can yeah. you know always uh, uh, set them up to succeed yeah, yeah yeah is what is very important to me um, um, yeah going back to thank you thanking Nina she did this fabulous um, job with getting everybody comfortable in our camp um, well and that's something uh, it's funny that's something that when I'm talking to people who are doing uh, their first project I think that's something that really gets overlooked a lot is you know, they're thinking about putting together their team that's going to build the sculpture. Yes. And they're really focused on that. And so they think about, you know, a lot of the other things that you're going to go with that. Their architect, their engineer, um, maybe somebody to be in charge of logistics, like how Tommy handled, you know, the trucks. And, you know, that's a whole skill set that, you know, you're thinking about all that. And it's like, yeah, you're still going to Burning Man. Mm-hmm. And, like, now you've taken all of this effort, all your mind power, and all this effort's going on to the sculpture. And so all the effort that would normally go into people camping at Burning Man, now there's a big hole. Yeah. Because you're not looking at your camp, you're looking at the sculpture. And so I always say, you should think about getting a camp lead, someone who's only thinking about the camp, who's not distracted by the sculpture, because it's such a big part of the project. And Nina, you know, to me is the template for you know, how to be an amazing camp lead. Definitely. It's like, you know, you, your mind is always in the structure and in uh, something will fall in between the cracks if, if you don't have someone to back you up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were fortunate enough because we were such an amazing team that we ended the project earlier mm-hmm. um, than what we already had planned. Um, so we had at least a week to pack. <laughs> right. right. Oh, meaning that we finished the project in L.A. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. That we were ready. So that Because that's the other thing. Yeah. A lot of times when you're working on a sculpture, it's like you're working right up to the minute it gets on the truck. And then you're like, I didn't pack for Burning exactly. Man. And then you're really screwed. Exactly. But yeah, no, our schedule worked out really well that we still had time to devote to ourselves and our personal journey of Burning Man. You and know? be able to be comfortable while yeah. we were there. Yeah. Um, and because we knew the kind of journey we were about to encounter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, oh, my gosh. Lisa Freeman, the oh, talented right. artist Lisa Freeman, she, she uh, had my, my, my idea to decorate the interior uh, of, of Mucaro like a school years and school memorabilia. Mm-hmm. And she took it to another level. And mm-hmm. I'm so very grateful for her being such a detail-oriented like I am. Um, and on, from the build side, I don't know if you remember, but she became. Um, we had a lot of we had a lot of steel components, especially in the base of it, mm-hmm. and the steel components had to um, have bolt holes drilled in them because it was all bolted together. And Lisa, like, took on the drill press and putting the holes in the steel. And this is a whole thing, right? Because it's not it's hard drilling holes in steel, and there's like smoke, and there's and she. When I think of when I picture her. In the build, like I just picture her at the drill press, just do, 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 just a machine on those. I know it's like we had such a very dedicated team yeah. that uh, they just they saw our project, the vision of that project, like we did. Yeah, and yeah. and and that was part of like the amazing journey mm-hmm. that we have with all of them. Um, we have to think of people from from the fire 
perimeter oh, or the burn right. perimeter. That's a big responsibility right. to rally that many people uh, to help us out and volunteer and the burn night. Uh, Sarah and I think Umba. those are people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just think that the, that's another thing that like first time burns, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't realize the importance of the perimeter lead yes. and the importance of getting enough people to do perimeter. And perimeter is a hard job and it's hard to gather those people together and then manage those people <laughs> at Burning Man. <laughs> like it's, and the perimeter is a large, do you remember how many people were on the perimeter? 99. 99 people. I mean, it's yeah. a huge, it's a huge group of people to, to get, to show up in one place at Burning Man to do like work mm-hmm. essentially yeah. at, you know, in the middle of the night. It's it's a it's a big trick. And make sure that they all are able to hear you. Oh yeah, you're like in the middle of this whole, you know, sound and, <laughs> and all chaos, chaos, and, yeah. and people are starting parking their uh, uh, their our cars, our cars yeah. and you're trying to speak to them, but you you, you know we had this <laughs> megaphone, uh, megaphone, and yeah. that wasn't even even working very yeah. well to get to a point that I said, can we play messenger? <laughs> right, exactly. Pass it along. Pass it along. Yeah. The people that are actually in the front, just tell the just people yell. in the back. <laughs> yeah. No, it was amazing. Because, yes. Yeah. And, it, and it worked out really well. I think I already mentioned it, but I went and hugged everybody oh, yeah. to say thank you to them because I knew the kind of sacrifice. Um, but so Sarah Umbach. Sarah Umbach, yeah. yeah, she, yeah was she, her, killed she, she killed it. She killed it. It was, you know, she actually even confessed uh, to me that uh, thanks to this experience, that's how she got the the you know courage to move to Singapore. Oh right, yeah, because right. she ended up moving to Singapore for a job, and and she said that she if she didn't have this job, she would have never had the confidence to accept and, right. and take that journey. Right, she dove in yes. to the perimeter job, and yeah, oh that's amazing. Yes. I didn't know that. That's yeah. amazing. Um, our wonderful over overnight fire watch lead, mm. uh, our amazing Aaliyah. She had a whole team with some some food and mm-hmm. snacks overnight mm-hmm. to keep them excited mm-hmm. and happy. Thank another, you. Another tricky job. Yes. Another one. And that's one I always point out that that's a really thankless job. It's a really invisible job. Like, once the, once the piece burns, you know... Somebody you, has to watch it. And, well, and we've spent the whole time, months, like, focused on the piece. And the moment it's, like, hit the ground... There's kind of this huge like motivation to be like, I'm ready to get away from it now, <laughs> you know? Like, there's it's not here anymore. Like, there's and so it's like a lot of the crew is just like, okay, I'm gonna go party. And it's like, um, yeah, no, somebody needs to stay here and keep track of it and take care of it overnight. Mm. I remember thinking, you know, like I went and stayed there for a moment and. And everybody went to like have an adventure on the playa. I was done. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to go to sleep. Oh yeah. I gotta go. That was the same thing. (laughs) I was walking away in an art car with my friend pulled up. He's like, "Let's go out and party." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna (laughs) ride with you for a minute." And I rode for like five minutes, and I saw he was going to deep playa, and I'm like, "I gotta get out here." And I just walked back to camp. I was like, "I got nothing. I am so so toasted." And then we had the next morning. We have to have an L and T crew. Uh, to basically take over the leave overnight no trace. shift, uh, so yeah, Elent- yeah, leave no trace, and that was led by Lauren. Oh right, she rocked it. Mm-hmm. Lauren rocked. Thank you so much. Um, you know, she ran with it like a pro. To oh, to all the people on the Burning Man side, you know, oh, yeah. uh, Artery, Katie Hasser, uh, Doxy, Widget, Maria, 
Um, everyone, oh, and I have to do a special shout out to our Burning Man project manager, Brody Scotland. Mm. Uh, she was definitely a key member of this project to become a reality um, and a success too. Um, we were once strangers giving updates to each other on the phone calls, you know, like what we we're going to try to do, trying to get this owl into the playa. And now she's, uh, I consider one a very dear friend mm -hmm. of mine thanks to this experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud of that relationship. And she's got a special relationship with owls. Yes, yes, from she, day one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of, it was, a, it was meant to be from the beginning. Um, so I don't know if you noticed the pattern here, Scott, but mm. um, most of my leads were female. Oh, right. And uh, to any listeners out there, I, I highly, highly recommend you to get a lot of female power burners um, because that is equal to me uh, uh, success in, mm -hmm. uh, for the project. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that female is the future. <laughs> or the future is female. That's what, what we say in English. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Just roll with it. Oh, uh, yes. I truly <laughs> believe that the future is female. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then we also have our male, you know, we have a male representation right. too. So uh, Arrow and the materials lead mm, because, mm. you know, he helped us getting all the materials here when we were building it in Los Angeles. And then, you know, um, making sure that we had enough wood. To, yeah, to yeah the, the, fence, the fence wood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the exterior of the piece was all uh, reclaimed fence wood. And so that's not something you go to the store and buy. That's something that you have to track down and you have to find it and you have to look on Craigslist for people who are like, hey, I'm giving away all this fence wood. So, yeah, yeah that helps. was a big challenge. That kind of, that kind of help, helps also the project's budget. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. immensely. Um, and then we have our Plaja Magic engineer, um, uh, Caleb Stewart. He just appeared and, and he rocked uh, our world with, you know, his plans, the, his attention to detail, making mm -hmm. sure that this project was going to be built safe, mm -hmm. uh, safely for everyone to be enjoying uh, from going to entering uh, the wing to all the way to the head. I, I, I was just very amazed mm -hmm. how much love he poured mm -hmm. into this project mm -hmm. and time and energy. Well, I think that there's a, um, I'm just thinking of it like a, like a musical band when you have the artist and the architect and the engineer and they have to all kind of they all have these different elements they're bringing to the project, but they have to kind of all play together like as one band, yes. you know? And it's like, if you don't have chemistry between the artist and the architect and the engineer, then the, the project doesn't, it, it doesn't turn out beautifully. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't have that beauty, that amazingness. And th I think that's the key thing is the chemistry between you and Ilanit. Yeah. And uh, Caleb. I'm building the trust to yeah. also yeah. learning to say, hey, you know what, that is not going to work. Yeah. And, and no feelings were hurt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, oh, you yeah. know, they remember at one point, Muka was going to be 40 feet tall. And... Do I remember that? Oh, yes, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that idea was, you know what, no, we need to scale it down. Right. Right. Uh, we don't have the materials. We don't have the budget. It came out, you know, like, but... No one took it personally. It's just, right. it's just we just move on totally. and we say, you know what? That's as much as we wanted to be, make it bigger. <laughs> it's not reality. Uh -huh. uh, but I think, and I think that's a great story about um, how you have this amazingly beautiful piece that is perfect, and it wasn't forty feet tall. Exactly. That you know, I I think that's you know, it's it's really tricky because I think 
you know, and I, I know this is something that we all deal with is this notion of Burning Man, especially that bigger is better. Yeah. And that the goal has to be, I want to make the biggest whatever that's ever been at Burning Man. And really the goal isn't to make the biggest thing. It's to make the most connected thing. Absolutely. And the thing that, that people are going to connect with and they're and enjoy, engage, engage with. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, letting go of how big it is for like what's the right way to do it. And that's I, I think that's a tricky thing because I think we all go in with like, it should be gigantic. It's got to be huge. <laughs> well, you know, you continue because I don't know it. I don't know how it is. You think that you know what 10 feet is. <laughs> that's but the other then, thing. But then it's like, oh, oh, wait, no, that was actually a lot bigger than 10 feet. <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. But, uh, or 20 think, feet. Oh, 20 feet's a really magical number. It's like 20 feet's big. Yes. And people are like, oh, but it's only 20 feet. It's like, let's go stand on top of that thing that's 20 feet high. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, this is really high up here. That was pretty much to the shoulders of yeah, the Mercado. Yeah. That was 28. That was the platform, like yeah, the, the platform that, that people would stand on. And to me, that's, that's a ideal magical number mm-hmm. out there because it's plenty high enough yeah. that you can see everything yeah. it feels like you're way up in something but it also is technically feasible yes. to actually build you can actually do it and especially for um all the uh, high machinery oh yeah no that's exactly exactly you know. well we took some scaffolding out exactly and the scaffolding is great because you don't have to deal with heavy equipment things like that but you can't do scaffolding 40 feet Tall, you know, you're not going to want to get into that kind of reality. Well, and also, you know, as we know, there's um, a certain amount of um, heavy machinery on yeah. the playa. Oh, yeah. And so you got to you take your depend. turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you got to take the turns yeah, because good. everybody's trying to use it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, oh, that project over there showed up three days late. So now they want the crane all day today. Yes. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> um, well, a lighting. A lighting oh, team. We got to yeah. thank our lighting oh, team. Tom Pine, he he helped me with golf frame. Yes. That was actually how we we were very good and started getting to know each other. And and he, he did said, the lighting on church trap. He did the lighting on church yep. trap. That's correct. Yep. Yep. And um, and he was just so magical because everything I kept telling him is like he just what about this? What about mm-hmm. that? And and I I was so happy. Especially you know I always wanted for it to glow from the inside, mm-hmm. but the I never imagined how it was going to glow into the playa. Yeah. If you remember well, it's like the playa was also lit up on this stars cross yeah, thing. Like with, shards. Yeah. Shards of light that came was, out through the cracks. Yeah, it was, was beautifully. And, um, and we have Steve Gold that uh-huh. did all the electrician, electrician part of it. And, yeah. um, and we hid the generator in the tail. That was a great idea. Yes. That way yeah. we didn't have to run a big long cable yeah. and attach it to the playa anywhere else. Yeah. And I remember that night um, where we had like a couple of panels of Mukuro built here and Tom yeah. came and brought a bunch of different lighting options and I just remember standing out there and him holding them in different places yeah. and like, oh, that's it. It's beautiful <laughs> right there. And Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think it was just you, Tommy, Tom and I because yeah. everybody had left Yeah. because we were all waiting for the night. Yeah, and we're all really freaking tired because we've been building nonstop. <laughs> but that was the one thing yep, that we had to yep. do. We got to prove, we got to get the lighting mm-hmm, going. Mm-hmm. And I think I even went more amber because yeah. it was a little too bright for me. So yeah, I wanted to be warmed more it gold, up. Yeah, yeah. More golden. And I think that's a, um, thinking about lighting and Burning Man, I think, um, you know, there's an interesting thing that, you know, people a lot of times will go with like, let's call it disco. Blinky, 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 blinky light, you know, and like all <laughs> sorts of bright color and everything like that. And, um, you know, Mukuro is very uh, understated 
and very just, uh, you know, stable, just this warm lantern glowing. It wasn't blinking. No. It wasn't doing anything. It was just this nice, nice, safe, warm lantern. That's actually now part of my signature, I guess, yeah. for the, my Playa event, or my Playa art installations, is that I really like that kind of... Um, break yeah yeah to have a break of like all that you know and and no no offense to those people that love oh, no. to do that no, it's its thing great, but that's not my style totally yeah 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 my exactly it's like more like i like the idea of the warmth and the feeling like they had a soul yeah and, and classical came, and somehow you, to, you yeah. came to visit this warm place where mm-hmm. you're welcome yeah, yeah to enjoy yeah um and oh i gotta think of course my loving amazing Badass second lead, my fiance Evan, um, oh, aka Sassy Pants, <laughs> Doctor Sassy Pants. Um, yeah, he he. You know, I brought him for the first time. His first burning was in 2015 when I built Godframe for my first time, mm-hmm. and that's when I knew I had to keep him. Mm, right? <laughs> yeah, he he's been such a huge, biggest supporter and. Uh, and he's watched my ups and downs as I'm actually trying to do all this craziness. Um, and he he definitely is a star. I love you, Evan. <laughs> well, and I, um, he, he did such an amazing job. Um, he took the head. Yeah. And that was not an easy task. No, and the head was a very complicated uh, component of the, of the installation. And um, not only in L.A. and, you know, as he put in so much work on the sculpture in general, but like brain power on the head and then getting out there and the brain power and making it work. And that he was, um, he, he took the torch and he was the one who climbed up into the piece to land when the, when the crane picked the head up and was landing the head, you know, and it's super precise, super hard job to get the head to land on the center post and he was the one up there and on a ladder on top of the whole sculpture, <laughs> guiding the guiding the head in. That no, was amazing. Yeah, so, so he he was so you know. And this is a, a special part of, of this project is that we took ownership. Mm-hmm. We owned what we whatever we were in charge of. We owned it, yeah. and we were gonna take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and last but not least, you, Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you were my lead builder. My brother from another mother, <laughs> my friend, and, and our teacher. You taught us so much during the whole process of how to build, how to think outside the box, and, and, and creating this piece uh, without you. I, I, you know, I'm just so grateful for your presence. And, and funny enough, how you know, we, we dedicated Mukaro to education and to educators, one in particular, my mom. And my mom, both of our yeah, mothers, yes. uh, teachers. Teachers. Um, and, and it ended up being our educator. Mm-hmm. He educated all of us mm-hmm. in one way or another to our next phase of our new journey, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Well, like you said, with Sarah. That yeah. Sarah went on to, she learned from this and got the, you know, the gumption to go to Singapore. I think of one of the, one of my, you know, favorite magical things is um, there's a tool called the Angle Grinder which is what you'd use to take kind of the edges off of steel. And it's a very intimidating tool. It's loud and it creates sparks and everything. And I loved, like, you know, especially the women on our team that would say, 
uh, I want to try that. <laughs> and it's not, it's not super hard to do. It's just very intimidating. And, it, you know, just seeing people embracing these skills that, like, they wouldn't necessarily have ever gone after. Absolutely. It's just, I loved that. We definitely took the parliamentary crew out of their comfort zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all of us. All of us. It wasn't just, I mean, yeah. as, as us being part of that crew, like, we all, we wouldn't have been able to do something so amazing if it weren't us really reaching to try and do something beyond our skills. I, I remember one day, it was the day we were figuring out the actual top deck of the whole piece that everyone was going to stand on. And I woke up that morning and had no idea how we were going to do it. And I knew that the crew was coming in. And I was exhausted because we've been building already for weeks. And I was like, I don't even know. And so I was just like, and I just climbed up there and just, you know, I didn't, I couldn't even reach what we were working on. I'm just like, okay, what if I start doing this? And by the end of the day, we had built that platform. And I was like, I didn't even know how we were going to do that. And mm -hmm. we just started going and we came up with it and it worked. It's amazing. Well, it has a lot to... It's all about... Um, I mean, using that uh, example, it's mm -hmm. all about execution. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times the moment of thinking about how you're going to do it and, and you're going into your head and you start scaring yourself. You get overwhelmed. And you get so overwhelmed yeah. that you just have to start it. Yeah. And, and you might land flat on your face. <laughs> right. But... A couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you got to keep going. But you got to keep going. Yeah. You yeah. got to take that step forward to execute. Yeah. And once you execute, you learn that from for the next one or for yeah. the next thing. And, and it gets easier also yeah. to just be brave and have the courage to just like, you know, I, I need to do this and deadline is tomorrow. Just sit down and do it. Just get see it. What happens. You see what happens. See what happens. And see how yeah. far. You know, yeah. If you didn't make the deadline, at least you try. Yeah. yeah. And, and you make it happen. You yeah. know, and most of the time I say that to myself and I finish it. That's the crazy thing, right? And you're like, oh, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. Yes. But I was just so scared. Uh -huh. You know, I, I, the, the phrase I like to say is um, uh, jump off the cliff and figure out how to build the wings on the way down. <laughs> and so it's like, one. you know, it's like, okay, well, here's this cliff. It's like, well, I'm not going to actually die. <laughs> Let's just jump off the cliff and just see what happens and like start and you figure it out figure and out. you do. Or you, you figure out what you don't know and then you go, oh, I better go find somebody who can help me with this or something, but you just move forward. Well, none of us have built a... A giant owl. Owl. Oh, no. <laughs> well, now we have. Wood. And now we have. And now we have. <laughs> now we have. <laughs> yeah. It took, you know, that moment of just uh, execution yeah. and, um, and be brave yeah. to the unknown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's the same thing like for even uh, this year, I, I did apply for another art grant and... And I honestly say, oh, I, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And then suddenly I actually was finished the day before <laughs> right, right. on the deadline. Right. And, and I think that that's what happens is that the more practice, right. the, the faster you get to those places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I want to I thank you uh, for what I got out, what I learned. And um, I think, you know, this whole, this whole conversation really highlights what I think, you know, your superpower is, you know, when you're talking about finding people's superpower. And I, I had worked with teams before, but I really learned a lot about how to work, work with a team, how to inspire people. And that's, I think, um, when I, what I took away from Mukuro was using inspiration as a motivational tool. You know how do you how do you motivate people through inspiration? And I think you do a fantastic job, oh. just in the way you deal with things that you're inspiring. But also when you think about 
you know, trying to get people involved or, you know, whatever it is and how to build a community around the project that it's not. And to me, that's, you know, that's, it's interesting that that's a core component of the 10 principles, you know, that it's, but the 10 principles were really made to document what burners were already doing. You know, the the 10 principles weren't about how burners should be. The 10 principles were really, this is how burners are, and we're just documenting it. And this idea of community and creating community in the project, that's that's a core component of the Burning Man experience, but then it's also something that you take outside of that. And, you know, you, I assume, you already did that in your life, and you're bringing that to this project. This is then, you know, something that I learn how to, carry into my other projects. And so that was that was uh, really inspirational and that's what I that's what I took away from this project. Thank you, Scott. You almost made me cry. Oh, that was really good. <laughs> I appreciate those words very kindly. Really honestly. Good. I mean I admired uh, all our friends and yeah. and especially how people continue moving forward through this journey and and uh, the the I'm very grateful for all the people that I've been throwing in my path mm-hmm. because it's, it just makes sense to me now that everybody is here for a reason Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it all lines up yeah and you don't you don't know what it's going to be when you start no you got to start and then you got to start (laughs) great well um i really appreciate you coming on the show it's really cool thank you and um uh look forward to hearing uh how your uh how your proposal goes this year and who knows uh what happens from here yeah i mean that's uh like I'm very grateful. Thank you very much. I'm very proud of you for doing this. It's too. exciting. It's exciting. I, I, I'm so happy that you're taking it on and, and sharing our knowledge with our community yeah. uh, for them to be inspired to create more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the more you guys create, the more we enjoy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Okay. Well, take care. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. And there you have it. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Bill Zunkin for his cover of Burning For You by Blue Oyster Cult. You can find him on Instagram at B-I-L-L underscore Z-S-U-N-K-A-N. For more information on this episode and the podcast in general, including links to websites and Instagrams of our guests and your host, you can head over to buildtoburn.com. Build to Burn is a part of the Burner Podcast Network. Be sure to check out Burner Podcast for a wider view of Burning Man and dig down into other Burner Podcast Network shows for facets of the community. Thanks to Arash for all the work he does. Thanks to Raz for his expertise. And as always, thank you for having the fire that brings light into this world. <laughs>